Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. Today is Tuesday, March the 7th, 2023, and today we have episode 3,263 of the Survival Podcast. It'll be a very short intro. Uh, it is the first Tuesday of the month. That's when I do my coffee chats uh, at the invitation of Nicole Sauce with her and John Willis from SOE Tactical Gear. That's going to be today's episode. We had a great discussion, almost two hours long, so I will keep the intro brief. Just wanted to know what's going on, so you're like, hey, what's going on when the audio from the live feed starts here in just a moment? Before we do that, I don't have a sponsor of the day spot for you today. I'm going to skip that because of the length of the discussion. What I am going to remind you about, though, is that you can help support the survivalpodcast.com. Just starting your online shopping at tspaz. T-S-P-A-Z-T-S-P-A-Z-T-S-P-A-Z.com. You'll see all the items that I've reviewed there. And if you start your shopping there, no matter what you buy, whether it's something I recommend or not, you'll help the show and the work that we do. But I wanted to make sure I got this one put into today's intro for you because it's not often that I can say best price ever on a, on a very hot, well-selling item. Uh, especially with supply chain disruptions and all kinds of crap we've had over the years, uh, last few years anyway. Barina LED grow lights. I first brought these to you in 2019. And I have sold thousands of both the two-foot and the four-foot versions of these lights. And I have never had anything but positive feedback on them. Today, they are on sale at better pricing than I have ever seen them. The four-foot lights are 23% off, and the two-footers are 21% off, and they're already one of the best deals on the market. If you have not yet started your plants, or you plan on continuously starting plants to set out this year, there's still plenty of time left for that. A lot of stuff, really the very best way to get it going off the ground is to start it indoors in a sheltered environment, get it established, and then move it out into your garden or what have you. These things pay for themselves so quickly. Have you been to Home Depot, Lowe's, name the box store of your choice, local nurseries, etc., and look at what people are selling a tomato plant for today. It was bad when it was $3 a plant. I, I mean, I remember when tomato plants were like $3.99 a six-pack, and then all of a sudden they were $3 for one. I've, I've seen plants now selling 5 6 bucks a plant. At this kind of pricing, you really do. I'm all for like buying your plants in your first year to get some experience and all. But at this point, you really do need to start starting your own plants. And these grow lights are the bomb. If you team them up with the little zazzy pulleys, I'm going to probably run those tomorrow. I want to do a little video with my grandson today showing you how cool those things are out in one of my systems using these lights. It's just so easy. Check it out. You can find it at tspaz.com. One more thing you're going to hear toward the end of our discussion today. You're going to hear Nicole, John, and I talk about the Self-Reliance Festival, and there's still time to sign up and get to Camden. And uh, if you're going to do that and you're in my audience, it would be really cool if you would come to my site, today's show notes, what have you, and use my link. I do get a small commission for referring people to uh, that event. So it would be great if you did that, but it's more important that you go than you come to my site. So one way or another, if you can get your butt to Camden, uh, March 25th is one of the days. I'm not sure which sides of that it is, but if you can get there, you really should go. It's going to be an awesome experience. I'm sad that I can't be there uh, for this one, but it is totally worth going if you're anywhere near there, or even if you're not. With that, let's go ahead and drop into the live feed with two of my favorite people, Nicole Sauce and John Willis. 
Alrighty, guys, welcome to one of my favorite times of the month. It is not that time of the month. It is Tuesday, <laughs> 9.30 Coffee Talk with Jack Spierko and John Willis. I've got my Halloween mug because it's my favorite holiday, even though we're nowhere near October. He's got his TSP mug. Where can you get those mugs, Jack? TSPswag.com. TSPswag.com. You'll anyway. Find, this particular mug you'll find under the Bitcoin breakout segment. Oh, because it has a little bit of fire thingy. in Val's eyes, man. I see the fire. I see fire the fire. And lightning. You bring the fire to Bitcoin Breakout. John, tell us about that shirt. Uh, it looks like the Postal Service. So make sure you wear this to your post office, just as United States post apocalypse. <laughs> our postal workers are very cool. Like our, our people are on point and they, they kind of feel the same way we feel. Yes. Well, every change they've made in the last six months has made it slightly worse. So I if think you, that's what's happening. Yeah, if you've not heard, like our, our postal workers here drive their own vehicles. So the lady that comes mm. here every day has three cars. When one breaks down, her husband brings her one of her others, and she just gets back right on the road. She said they're mandating that they have a certain percent of electric vehicles, and she said that that will up the route between four to six hours a day, and there's no support for them. So – the feeling is that as soon as they implement this thing and they start having problems, they're just going to sit alongside the road or in a parking lot in the back because nobody maintains the postal vehicles. They maintain their own vehicles. Yep. Okay, guys. Jack, what's going on in your world that we need to know about before I bring up that first article I'm going to bring up today? I don't know there's much you need to know about. I had an interesting last two days, and it's only Tuesday. I'm waiting to see what drops today. Because they say shit comes in three. So always Sunday I was training my dog and I had her on a leash and she did great. So I told her how good she was. And then as I was walking out through the gate, she took me out, took out my right knee, put me on the ground. Uh, and then yesterday I got stung by a red wasp. So number oh, three has to be coming today. Right. And in the stomach, too, like like right where you'd get a rabies shot. It wasn't the wasp's <laughs> fault. I I was fixing one of my wicking beds and I leaned on it and it felt like somebody stuck me with a fire poker. And I'm like, okay. You know, shit happens. But usually when you have that kind of a thing two days in a row, I, maybe I shouldn't go outside and work today. Something's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should go outside so whatever crashes on you is not through the roof. That's true. If I'm going to get a yeah. meteor, at least it won't take out my house. Yeah, that would damage your house. We've had a lot of that since the storms last Friday. I know a lot of I know actual people who had trees fall on their house last week. We it had appeared. a lot of trees fall, but not here. Yeah. We had uh, 70 to 80 mile an hour gusts. It was all straight line, though, no tornadoes. And uh, we had sustained at like 50 for like half an hour. And the only thing that really got damaged is that diamond plate thing that I have that covers my blacktop griddle. That thing flew up out and then like <laughs> wrapped itself around the, uh, the post on my outdoor kitchen. And I just yeah. like, turned it around and just pushed it back as best <laughs> I could and threw it back on there. I'll, I'll beat it with a hammer this weekend. So may, that was Saturday. So maybe that was three, and maybe I'm safe. I don't know. But that yeah, really didn't hurt three. me. So I don't. I don't. I don't count that one. Yep. Well, John, did you get any damage in that, or was it just no normal? damage? Um, we had a lot of people around here. It seemed trampolines seemed to be the thing. They were ping ponging off of cars on the road. Um, yeah. We had some local shops that literally just peeled the roofs up backwards. Um, Tack response had a little corner come off where you can see daylight from inside to the outside. Ooh. Now um, we've spent the last couple of days, just the, the power company came through and cut a ton of trees on the front of the property 
a couple months ago and I delayed. So now we're dragging this dry brush out. So we chipped all that stuff up yesterday. I tell you, that is, that is really tough work. Chris Watkins, who's on here, does that every day for a living and yep. uh, he earns every cent of his money. Yep. That guy's a badass. Yeah. Here we, I, when I first moved to the hauler, I looked longingly up at the ridge that would have this beautiful view of the lake and everything. And every time a windstorm like that comes through and we hardly get hit at all. Um, and I would, I see the trees up there like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I think I'll stay down here in the holler. Thanks. I'm good. So I, we had people up there get, get nailed, but not down here so much. We had, you know, there's roofing all over my yard from the roofing pile. Yep. But that, you know, my whole place looks like a tornado hit anyway, because we're redoing all of my floor joists right now. So anyway, this is the article I wanted to bring up. I, it okay. caught my attention, and this has been circulating for a while, this call. Some prominent food people are saying processed foods are making us sick. It's time for the FDA and USDA to step in. What do you all think of that? I think they caused the problem. <laughs> I, I agree with John, and I think asking the people who caused the problem to fix the problem is like giving matches and gasoline to an arsonist. Yeah, it's time to take power away from the government. There's yeah, we show don't me need to fix it. Show me something where the government shows up and they make it better. I'd like to see them instead of stepping in, step out. Yes. Step out. Yeah. Or step be pushed out. or be pushed out. Yeah. Well, don't make your food recommendations based on racial equity, which is totally what they're bragging. They've done like the latest update that's inclusive of people of color. Oh, yeah. And like, what does that have to do with what's healthy with, for the human body? Nothing. I was listening well, to some guy and he was saying how, like, you could just basically buy endorsements from, like, all these entities that are part of this. Like, you could just go in and basically there's a price list and say, we want you to say that this food is good to eat and they'll do it. Or we want you to say that the people that are saying sugar is bad are racist and they'll just do it. Yeah. You have a there's a guy that was a, a lobbyist for Coca-Cola that's out there very outspoken. That's right now, the guy saying that that's exactly what they've done. They said 40 yep. percent of Coca-Cola's profits come from EBT and welfare. Yeah. 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 Well, and I love how the picture of the processed food is stuffed in cans. Yeah, because that's the stuff that's mostly killing us. Right. It's the stuff that's canned like green beans and soups. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the shit that's in a bag that can sit on the shelf for two and a half years and still be edible if it ever was. Yeah, not I want to the Twinkies roll over there. That's what I want. Twinkies. Yeah, not not the stuff when you set it outside. Animals don't eat it. Ants don't even eat it. <laughs> yeah. You know, stuff like Lucky Charms, much better than an egg fried in butter. So we had a box of Captain Crunch from a promotional video we'd been doing here, uh, Fruit Loops. And I took them out and threw them out in the barnyard. Finally, the chickens didn't eat them. They're still out there. They're also <laughs> not. They've been out there. They've been out there for two weeks, and they are still where you can see them. This, the, all this rain we've had did not yeah. break them down. But Ooh. they're soggy. I bet they're soggy. They might be soggy, but the animals had nothing. I mean, nothing to do with them. Looked at them kind of side eyed, like they do a poisonous bug. <laughs> yeah. They do that shit. Yeah. So what else will kill us in the last three weeks? We, and you guys mentioned exercise kills you now, right? Yeah, That's exercise you. kills you. If you work out, what is it, seven and a half hours a week, John, it's enough to uh, increase your risk of stroke or heart attack by like five five times or something is what they said. I'm due times 10. You should be dead as fuck yes, right now. Yes. You really should. Like, yeah. Yes. 
But it's it's interesting. Last month, if you laughed out loud, <laughs> often, <laughs> it, it was a, it was increasing your risk of dying suddenly. But yesterday, new things out. If you laugh out loud, that's a sign that you are part of the extreme right wing fascist uh, cabal. So yeah. it's the new symbol of being a fascist right winger is laughing. Yeah, right up there with your "Don't Tread on Me" license plate. Well, that'll get targeted in the right, I bet. Uh, what's you that? What? I have a "Come and Take It" license plate. With I a know. I love it. We have a "Don't Tread on Me" in, in Tennessee here. I might yeah. have it around here. Y'all, yeah, y'all, I think I have it. I, I'm not putting it on the front of my Challenger. They can go screw. Erythritol yeah. is the next one that's going to kill you, right? The uh, so they're coming after keto. Oh yeah, yeah. Keto is not okay. That's totally going to get every time I tell somebody who's vegan that I went keto, they freak out. Yeah. Come and take it. <laughs> yeah, Jack. I'm to Texas. I'm, I'm sure the SPLC still says I'm an evil bastard. Dude, we have one that looks kind of like that here in Tennessee. It's a damn black fist for Black Lives Matter. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. But not mine. Yeah. Right. But come and take it. Yeah. You know, we used that logo once. Some friends of mine did the fist logo for Liberty on the Rocks. So it was totally used against the communists, but got some attention to some young people back did in. Did you use it like this or did you use it like this? No, it was like that. Because this <laughs> Not is like that. Ah, I see. Got right. it. This is, this is Blow Your Horn Trucker. This is <laughs> Power of the yeah. People. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm getting schooled by Jack again today. He's been schooling me all day about capital and socialism and and fascism, which are totally different things. They're so far apart. She said she she was warning about communists. I said they probably had communist teachers. Are you going to have a – is there an equitable rating for Self-Reliance Festival now since uh, California has put in this uh, equity ratio for all their their movie production stuff now? No, but I'll tell you what. Every time I get – so I've been updating some stuff on LinkedIn and every time I get in there, it wants me to add equitable things to my profile. Yep. And I don't even know what that means. So I'm not mess. And I close out. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I just want to put my shit up there. Right. Yeah. Change my picture and stuff like get away from me. So apparently I, I need to dig more into that to realize what it is, but I'm not doing it. So y'all we know get- what next door is right. Next door. Yeah. Like, like local Facebook. We have a pretty good next door here. Neighbors share a lot of stuff and you get a lot of good intel and all. And I'm a, I'm a uh, moderator because I started our <laughs> group or whatever. They have a course they keep asking me to take. It's for like microaggressions and oh, shit. minority inclusion and shit like that. And I'm like, I'm not taking it. And uh, I'm like, you can remove my st- – I don't care. They don't call it a moderator. They call it a lead. Like, I don't care. Go ahead. They won't do it because there's nobody else that wants to do it. Um, but I do have a few people all tweaked out in the neighborhood, like you should do it. Woke is not about what you think it is, or whatever. Like, thank you, you for know, identifying you don't yourself. Don't want to be here then. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank, thank like, you for bringing yourself to my attention. Yeah, like this board is like so. So like my neighbor Bill can find his dog. I don't think we need to worry about Mike or the, like I got a, a free deep freezer before all the COVID stuff started because they weren't like worth a fortune back then, and they had this old one that they kept in the garage and the kids left. So like big, giant, beautiful old but beautiful because that's what the good ones are old like that's what our next door is for it's not for you to worry about your microaggressions or whatever like this shit is everywhere it's for them to complain about other people's rabbits and cats being out in the loose is what it's for 
Yeah. That's what they become. We had a we we get emails constantly every day, somebody blind emailing wanting us to use their service. And the last yep. one I got said, uh, this is my third time and you haven't replied. Uh, and as I'm reading their shit, I'm like, who is this? Right. Because it looked like it was not a mass. Gen- it looked like it might be real. So I'm like, yeah. oh, you got my attention now. And I'm reading it. It says fair and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I go, I would never use your services because you're blindly. You could be the best person in the world and it might keep me from going out of business. I will literally throw road flares in my shop before I do. You won't, The only thing you forgot was equitable. I go, remove, remove your bullshit. I go, I would never, if you were the only person and I, if my life depended on it, I would not use your service with your equitable bullshit and your fair trade stuff. You'll, you'll like this one. So um, we have the local governments come on there too. And the city of Fort Worth came on and they're like, there's been a lot, this was a couple of years ago when we actually yeah. had rain. And it's like, we had a lot of rain this year and there's a lot of people who's, you know, stuff is overgrown and all and the code enforcement's working on it. But you can let us know if there's a problem somewhere. And so basically saying rat your neighbor out for the grass being too tall. Yeah. Code enforcement. So we can right. so we can find you to clean up your debris. But here's the cool part. So then everybody starts reporting all the places the grass too high. And it's like all city property and medians and shit like that. So th- what the jackasses that run next door did, though, they gave all these government assholes the ability to post to our next door, but exclude comments. So nobody can uh, respond to it. Of course, everybody just started taking screenshots of it, making their own post. And like, <laughs> We're resilient here, man. Like you can't shut us down. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's screenshots are great. <laughs> They're very useful. Somebody was getting all mad the other day about people screenshotting their stuff and commenting. I'm like, then don't put your commentary out. Yep. People yep. are people are gonna have their opinions. No, I mean, as much as I. I will bitch about stupid things people say to me. It's actually kind of funny too when they do it. It should make people so, think before they say shit because it never goes away. They won't think. They no. don't. No, they're reacting. That's that's part of the deal. See, our our next door is pretty much always just silver alerts. Oh. <laughs> so we get, and, and they'll be like, "Oh, silver alert! I need to look for this poor lost person." And it's Memphis, it's Knoxville, it's nowhere near here. I'm like, they probably didn't walk all the way to the holler. Probably not. That's when there's like an old person that's missing, right? Yeah. Yeah. We get Amber Alerts all the time, right? Amber Alert can get through this steel building, but you can't tell me when there's a tornado in the neighborhood. No. That service won't work. Yeah. I hate it, but I took that thing off my phone because it was going off all the time and there was literally nothing for me to do with it. And it's so obnoxious. And no matter what you do to your phone, it goes, like, even if it's on silent or whatever, like, I no, I'm sorry. Even once, even once you've picked it up, it goes multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's never, it's always a hundred miles from here. Yep. I one time had a tornado warning while driving that actually was a tornado nearby. (laughs) And I pulled over and got into a building. Yeah. You can kind of see it in the distance, got into a building and it was an NSA data center. Oh, and shit. I walk in, and I'm like, can we shelter here? And there was, like, this really long, awkward pause. I didn't realize what they were. Yeah. And finally, they let us in. Yeah. And I'm like, so what do you do? And they're like, well, we um, we do research. <laughs> On you. And I'm in there, and there's all these, you know, computers. And I was like, wow. I'm surprised you were able to get in it. Where was it, that? It was in Missouri. Are you sure? Or like when it was you either Missouri or Arkansas. It was... Light? Did they say, look at this light and then slashy thing you before <laughs> <No>. you left? <laughs> they let me go to the bathroom unattended even. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. So, but that was before all of the data was released. Ah. Uh-huh. So, 
I think their security is probably more lax. But I was like, are you going to let me die? Because there's a tornado right there. <laughs> Today they would probably let you die. Today they would let me die. What, but now how am I supposed to know it is? I'm just out in the middle of nowhere. But So now I check the weather before I go on big road trips, just because it's good to know if tornadoes might happen somewhere that you're driving through. Back then, I'd just be like, I'm going. That's it. In a quiet office and everybody's Amber Alert goes off, sounds like an air raid drill. It does. I've been on an airplane once that landed, and, you know, everybody turns their phone on at the same time. Same thing. Oh, like it goes off when everybody turns their phone like on. Like everybody's everywhere on the plane. Off. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what terrorist thing is happening at this airport, and should we even get off this plane? But, Have you seen all the airplane stuff going on? You just had a, uh, a Bill Clinton or a Hillary Clinton staffer um, died from turbulence yeah. in a passenger airplane. You've had uh, another passenger airplane. They say it fell 4,000 feet, had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, they just caught a guy trying to sneak a bomb on, although I didn't see if there was any. He had uh, 110 outlets and some some silly shit. I don't know that there was any explosives there. Yep. Strong I didn't hear about everything except the last one. Yep. You heard what? I heard about everything he said except the last thing. Yeah. Was the last thing? Uh, they said they caught a guy trying to sneak a bomb. He was He was in the airport. And okay. he was about to board an airplane, and somehow they found this bomb he was trying to board with. But huh. it looked like 110 outlets, just like wall outlets, you know, yeah. that you would replace, taped up with some other bullshit. It looked like – it almost looked like a prop or some bullshit. Like a fake he was, bomb. So yeah, maybe. I got, got a bomb. If, if, if that was even his intention, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because remember yeah. the little Muslim kid made the clock in school and they called like the ATF in and shit because they said it was a bomb and it was like a, it was a clock. Well, do you remember they used to sell a, a pack of dynamite that was a time clock? At yeah. yeah. You know, every, I, I, <laughs> like Wiley Coyote type bomb, right? Yeah. Didn't everybody have one of those? I had one. Uh, I had a very sheltered childhood and I did not have one, John. I, I grew up in mining country. We okay. played with actual dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding either. I, I'm not going to like do this on air, but I'll tell you some stories when we're together again. Yeah, man. We were, we were shooting each other with BB guns. Paintballs didn't exist. We were drinking out of hoses. I mean, yeah. shit, the shit we did on a regular Tuesday after school, you'd get arrested as a kid for today. Yeah, we did pine cone fights. Which did always that. seemed like a great idea going in, and somebody always got hit in the eye with the pine cone and cried. And yeah. magnolia glasses, though. And the magnolia, and you yeah. snap that top off like it's a grenade. What we used to fight with is windfall apples, like all the shitty apple trees. Yeah. And you get like a six foot sapling that's about <laughs> as big around at the base as like a bait casting rod, and it tapers down. You put a point on it, you take the apple. You shove it on there, and then you do it just like you're bait casting, like a big, heavy bait casting rod. You can hit somebody at freaking 75 yards, no problem, and it will leave a welt. It will leave a black and blue mark. Yeah, the, those gumballs with the uh, spikes on them. Yeah. Have you uh, have you guys had any internet um, stuff going on in the last week? Anything yeah. Weird? Yeah, we're we are getting fiber on my road right now, and but my I've gone like intermittent um, slows. Yeah, our, our normal networks were completely down, which I'm on now. And then Starlink was down the entire weekend almost completely. And it even made us re-log in and make a new password. It was so down. Oh, wow. Ours was down, but it had nothing to do with anything nefarious. There was a guy with a truck that decided he didn't like a pole. So there's a there's a bunch of crazy solar weather going on. And yeah. I guess yeah, the, seventh, was- the seventh is what? Today, that this is supposed like – 
if we woke up this morning and there was no electricity, that's when it was supposed to have happened. Okay. So yeah, SPOS said solar maximum affecting circuits and planes. Yeah, there's 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 place on AM radio. You're able to hear channels like from the Philippines and stuff. Oh, like lead over. Yeah, weird like stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you can if you can talk to your future self, you know, your 80-year-old self, now's when you can do it. Now's when you can do it. Okay. I'm going to give that a shot later. Wow, that actually would be possible. That's what they say, that's man. They made... that no, that would be that's crazy. What yeah. would you tell what would you tell yourself? Hey, you're going to make it. <laughs> what, what would you what would you tell yourself if you could go backwards? Oh, I wouldn't. I'd fuck something up if I knew really? what I knew now. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't give 20-year-old or 30-year-old you advice? No. Really? No. I have. I, I, I love what I have so much. Putting it at risk. That's awesome. Yeah. Would not be worth it. That's awesome. It's not that it couldn't be better, but it's so good. You, It's that whole time chain thing. You change one yeah. thing the that you think is for the positive, and next thing you know, I'm sitting here with no wife or something. Like, no. Yeah. The no, butterfly. you've got the perfect wife for you, by the way. Yes. And would you and would you know it at future self? Would you know? Well, the I question guess, is, would yeah. younger self listen to future self? Oh, yeah. no. I would I'd probably have been safe because I'd have been like, screw this old dude. He doesn't know shit. It's you, asshole. No, it's not. That's not possible. I would never believed it. But even yeah. that, right? Even that could be that. If you've ever watched the sci-fi thing, right? Like that one thing. That multiverse theory. You end up in the wrong multiverse and you're screwed now. Or the um the Nicolas Cage movie. Where he I might be willing to give it a go because I held on to giving a shit about what other people thought about me for way too long. And that really kept me from moving forward. And there's something else now I don't even know what it is that I'll know in ten years, but you know. That one, I'm like, wow, that I could have had, I could have been done with that by 26 years old and completely done different things. But I actually don't regret where I've landed. So there is that. Okay. What's next? Family, man. That's it. Oh, family. Oh, what? Where? Where's the Ferrari? We have, where's the Ferrari? We have a Ferrari. Yeah. You have a Ferrari? I thought yes. you just had a collection of Porsches that you leave out in the yard. Yeah, we're let, moving those. We're moving and let birds roost the on them. <laughs> you gonna move them? Yeah, we gotta move them. Yeah. Did you really get a Ferrari? No, no, it's from uh, it's from Family Man. He walks downstairs. Uh, okay. He's like, "Where's the Ferrari?" And the wife's like, "We have a Ferrari." Oh, oh. There was a Simpsons like that too. It was one of the Halloween ones where they do three different ones, and Homer goes back in time. He made the toaster into a time machine. He goes back in time and sneezes on a dinosaur. And the dinosaur <laughs> dies. He comes back and his life's completely freaking perfect. But then, or actually, it's like multiple times he like tries to change it. And he comes back, his life's perfect. And he sits down at the table and like his, his sister-in-laws are dead. He, he's, they're taking the Lexus to their funeral. Like his kids are well-behaved. Everything's perfect. And he's yep. like, Marsh, pass me a donut. She goes, Homer, what's a donut? And he like freaks out. He runs back in time again. And then she's like, "Oh, it's raining, and it's raining donuts." He had it perfect, and he screwed it up. He didn't wait. Yep. <laughs> cool. So sure that's we got useful this to in some way. We're gonna we're gonna transition to eggs now. All Am right, I the only one who finds small pleasure in frying an egg sunny side up, cutting out the yolk and popping it in my mouth? <laughs> I I do that. I do that. <laughs> I eat about a dozen eggs a day. I eat eggs a couple times a day. 
I don't cut the yolk out though. Yeah. I just I, I kind of do it sunny side up and then pop it so it's running and that's how I usually plate them up. Usually I, I eat eggs because it's so fast. Yeah, I, I eat my sunny side up eggs with what I call bacon toast, which is just crispy bacon that you dip in the yolk like you dip toast in yolk. Mm. Bacon and yolk is the way to go. But my way to make yolks perfect, they're not quite sunny side up. They look over easy. But this way you get a perfect yolk and you don't have like that globulin raw white part around the outside. The egg's almost done. You throw an ounce of water in the pan. You put a lid on it. Yeah. Steam comes up and finishes it off. And it's like a basted egg, and they come out perfect every time. And with a duck egg, it's like you break the yolk, and it's just like slow gravy moving. Like, it's perfect. I feel rich in eggs now watching people complain about how expensive they are. They aren't that expensive. No, they've not come, really. They've, they've come back down. I have I have probably 300 eggs sitting in the kitchen right now, and they're yeah. all within from maybe Thursday. Thir- well, maybe Wednesday. Yeah, my ducks are laying again, too, so we didn't have eggs for a while, but now we have them. One I just learned was you can fry an egg on your Blackstone. And I put a little square of brie right over the yolk and turn it over. And it turns into like a cheese chip if you do it right with still a runny yolk. Wait wait a minute. Back up. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) You put the yolk and then flip it. So I I put the egg in and I carefully place a piece, a little square of brie cheese on the yolk. Brie. Brie, which melts. And yeah. then I flip it, and if you if you do it at the right timing, it'll crisp that cheese up, but still have a sort Soft of yolk. jelly sort of yolk. Yeah, oh, I'm doing that. Yeah, Amanda, you have to get the temperature right, but yeah, it's so good. Amanda puts down shredded cheese and then builds a pizza on it, and it cooks up so crisp. We give them to people all the time, and they never even realize that it's not some kind of dough. Like they don't ever think, oh, is this like burnt cheese? Man, it's it's perfect. It's great. You know, yeah. you think about them not being expensive, Nicole. Have you guys ever noticed that people that are broke always bitch about the thing that's the least consequential in their life as far as price? Well, they're like, not buying it anyway. But they didn't go up that much. Like everything else is like super expensive, and they're worried about the cost of an egg. Yeah, they're, the they're kid, not good. They're not buying it anyways. If you if, yeah. when you run into it, look at the people complaining in the grocery store about the price of eggs. They don't have any eggs in their shopping cart. No. They also don't have any vet. There's nothing in there but packaged bullshit and Mountain Dew. See, I don't go to the grocery store, so I don't have those conversations. You, yeah. you should go. You should yeah. go to Walmart. Go to Walmart during business hours, and yeah. then you can do your threat assessment because you will know what zombies live in your neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. No, I mean, but like when I was a kid, a teenager, one of my first jobs was I worked in a grocery store, and I had to price all this shit. So one of the things I had to price was the the dairy case and like all the ladies on social security would come in and complain that like milk went up a literally, literally a penny a gallon. Mm-hmm. And they actually knew that it went up a penny a gallon from last week, you know, and I, I started going, I almost got fired because I started going to work with like a pocket full of pennies. Penny. And every time one of them would say something, I'd give them two. <laughs> You're good for next week. Because they would talk to me, like I'm a 16 year old kid just sitting there like with a pricing gun, like, like it was my decision. <laughs> change the price of milk to rob a penny from their social security that you know my 16 year old ass was actually contributing to their social security because that's how social security works and it was i know it's kind of like heartless to feel that way about old people because i'm going to be one soon but it was just like i'm sure there's things in your life more important than a penny a gallon more on milk but in in my adult life i've kind of noticed that that's the things that people complain the most about like yeah well, bitch because gas went up a nickel 
And then you, well, how much gas do you use a week? If your guy uses 20 gallons, right, he's at a dollar. Yeah. Right. But then you're going to turn around and you're going to vote for the asshole that freaking raised the price. And you want me to vote, too, because it matters. I'm done. Like just that kind of shit alone was where I'm like, I'm done. We have a local group here and there's there's a thread every day about the cost of gas. And they all these people want to drive to Paris, which is literally 30 minutes away to get fuel because okay. gas here is two cents more. And it's a huge conspiracy. And the, the local government should make them lower the price. It's absolutely yeah. insane. And anytime you see I. I, I really should remove myself from the group because it is it's great entertainment and fodder for me. But when you click on their name, it shows you every post they've made in the group. I don't think people realize that. Oh. And every post they've made is just like that. It's always the yep. people telling telling on the neighbor or the dog or you know, there's always something. Always. You know the problem with Karenism in America? We've that allowed it. it. That but <laughs> I'm a girl. Yeah, I know. So that's the news flash for you guys. When something actually goes wrong and I need to complain, I get put in the caring category now. Oh, yeah. Everybody well, complains. Is a, you're, you're legit. And I'm like, I don't complain that much. But yeah. when there's something really wrong, I try to find a way not to be an asshole about it, but to like, okay, we need to address this issue. And I get put in the caring ca- category and just dis- like dismissed. I, I was in like a family restaurant one time and there was a bunch of little kids in there. You guys know me. I don't exactly have a problem with profanity, but like, I mean, in that situation, I'm not going to do it. And there's these two women and they're talking like biker chicks. It's like every other word was fuck this and fuck that and fuck this. And like people are looking around for kids and all. I finally said something to them. This is like 15 years ago or more. And they got all offended and they were like, Oh, you, you're, you're like, you're all a feelings guy or whatever. And I'm like, if you knew who was telling you this, right? you would realize how shitty what you're doing is, right? Like the fact that I'm the one that said something to you, and that's kind of what we're at now, though. Like even when you're that guy, now you're like, I, I, I would be boy Karen today because that's like that's like the ultimate thing you can throw at somebody. Okay, boy Karen. They call that Ken. You're Ken. Ken. Yeah, I call him Kyle's, but yeah. Somebody made a case to me that boy Karen was actually more insulting, and I think they he made is. a case. I think I think they're right. Just hearing the words, that is definitely more insulting. Boy, well, Karen. Most of, most of the people that are taking issue with what you're saying and calling you Karen, they would consider you had misgendered them. Like yeah. people have people. They those are people who have never worked an actual physical labor job. Like somebody here in the comments said, instead of military service, every teenager should have to spend three years in retail. I believe that. Like we have Something. kids, we have kids working on the floor here that don't perform, and I'm like, look. I'm at peace with you not working here. I really think that you should go get a job at Walmart or McDonald's or someplace where you have to interact with the public and then come back to me in six months. Like yeah. go do that and calibrate yourself because you've never like you're, you're holding a thousand dollar cell phone that your parents bought you. Like you're in here complaining about some shit that happened at school. You have no concept of what the world is and you are going to be in for a rude awakening when something happens in your life and you have to deal with the public, like you should have to do that. Everybody I think should. everybody should have to at least work a job where you have a time clock, like an old school, like you punch in and yes. if you forgot to punch in, you don't get paid. Chunk, you chunk. get docked and shit. There's a consequence. Even though you were there, even though you were working, you, you have a thing you have to do. It sucks, but I think it teaches discipline. It teaches reality. It also like when you get a job that doesn't completely suck, you appreciate it. Yeah. You know, when you don't have somebody breathe, like you don't have a line, a line supervisor breathing down your neck because you're one percent off pace. Like well, you don't have that anymore. You're like, you know, what? this is pretty good. How old were you when you got your first W2 job, Jack? 
15. 15. John, how old were you? Do you know? 13 and a half, McDonald's. I was 13. Pharmacy in Bethesda, Maryland. Had to get a special permission from my parents, and that was the year I got my first Social Security card, too. So I was working a register and giving change and dealing with sick, grumpy people at that point. And all of us probably had a job of that caliber when we went to our first W-2 job. You're, yeah. you're like yeah. busting dishes, delivering pizzas, whatever you could do. And now it's almost unheard of that somebody at 13 or 14 is working a job. Yeah. You know, and I was 16, those I years were really good for me about work ethic development yeah. and and just understanding the value of a dollar at, you know, minimum, whatever, you know, three something was minimum wage at that time, I'm pretty sure. When I was 16, I worked because they paid really well. It was like 10 bucks an hour back then. Uh, it's seasonal work at a turkey farm. Oh, shit. Right. So they literally they couldn't get anybody to do it. And they literally came to the high school and said, we pay $10 an hour. And you have all the work you want from from like three weeks before Thanksgiving up to about right before Christmas. So me yeah. and my buddy Heath went and we did that. And the biggest thing we ended up doing that sucked was the end of every day. Somebody has to scrub the kill floor. And we yeah. like scrubbed the kill floor in a big turkey plant. Like we had these troughs and like you're hosing the heads down the trough and shit like that. Like I, I never had a job after that where I really complained about the job itself. Like I might have complained <laughs> about the pay, but not the job. Like, you know, and I think. There's something to what John's saying about everybody having to make three years of retails. I don't know if it's really yeah. something like there should be some sort of like national service requirement or something like, and if you do military, okay, that covers it. But if you don't do military, then, you know, is it something like job Corps? except it actually is for everybody instead of people, that, you know, that are allowed to do it. Or, you know, is it, you know, like what, like as bad as FDR was like the civilian conservation Corps, they actually did shit that actually benefited the country that people are still using today. Like there's parks where we used to live in Arkansas that were built by the civilian conservation Corps. Like, do we need that? I don't know. I mean, we're wasting billions and trillions of dollars anyway. We might as well get something out of it. Yeah. Paper route. Like somebody said here, I, I was paper delivering route, papers yeah. at 10. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. paper route before that. Yeah. That's a uh, W2, right? Yeah. No, they, like I, you I didn't have to. Strawberry picking. Yeah. yeah my, strawberry. First, <laughs> my first regular job, like where I actually went in and worked and did a thing and got paid. It wasn't W2. It was all under table cash. I was like 14, and I pulled parts off of junk cars at yep. Muskrat Purcell's Junkyard. And I had complete freedom. Like I would show up on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. He wasn't even there. He had a key he hid. I'd get the key, open the dual trailer, go in there and have a list where all the cars were when I had to pull off of them. I'd go pull them. I'd put them in a bin, and there'd be an envelope with cash in it from last week. And – I did that. I did that till I left for the army. I did that like even through other jobs and all. Cause why wouldn't you, you could go in and work for two or three hours and you could make a hundred bucks. And for a, a kid in the coal region in the 1980s, that was damn good. That was more money than some adults were making. You did but something They else. wouldn't go do it. They wouldn't go do the job. You did something else too. And that was climb up that big ass hill to get all that <laughs> copper. And when you came back, <laughs> yep. that copper was still there. And years yeah. later, nobody had taken that shit. There's, yeah, a there's an abandoned mining shack up there. There's all these motors. They're about this big for those that are on the thing. They're like size of a beach ball in diameter, but they're only about that wide. They have these coils of copper inside them and they ran fans so that the gas wouldn't kill the miners. Yeah. And when they, cl they closed that mine, they just threw all these fans into this building. I guess they figured they'd go back and get it. And then, they never did. It wasn't worth it. And so I, my dad told me where it was. 
I bought my first car, paid for my insurance on it with the money from that copper. And my friends told me I was lucky. That's when I was 16, too. And uh, yeah. I showed them where it was. I went back there 15 People. years later. The, the pile of empty ones was where I left it with a tree growing up through the building. And the other ones, you could tell like it had never moved. If I had taken a picture of it, and I bet you, and this is a very poor place, I bet you it's still the same. Yeah, people are calibrated differently now. And, and maybe it's because we did tough work, so we were easy on our kids, and now our kids have had kids. So mm. that's beneath them, right? They know that we came from nothing and kind of built something. So maybe that's the mentality. When I was 14 and a half, they would take me to a job site and they'd drop me off with a pickaxe, a sledgehammer, and a wheelbarrow. And I would break up concrete slabs all day long and wheel all that concrete out. And, and there was always that, do I want to break this concrete smaller so it's not as heavy, or do I want to lift the heavy piece so that I don't have to break it? Uh. And then at 5 o'clock, the, the Toyota truck would pull up, and I would pick all that concrete up out front and put it back in the truck. So I touched all that concrete three times. I did that for mm -hmm. years. And then they gave me – and then I moved up in the company, and they actually taught me to do some decorative brick block and masonry. But for the year after that, what I did was – I would have muriatic acid in a bucket and every week I'd get a new pair of gloves because the acid would eat, would eat the gloves. gloves. But inevitably they would put the grout in and I'd come back a couple hours later with the muriatic acid and wipe it down. You always mm. got a little grit and a little acid in the glove. So your fingertips were always fucking bleeding. I did that for another year. Like people know that I don't know any kid out there who has ever had to mow the grass with a walk behind mower, right? They all have, they all have motors now. Yeah, they all yeah. have, yeah. Like I mean now now you're Still propelled. Now your lawnmowers even have air conditioning in them. Like they have no calibration. There's nothing they never came home and the water was turned off or the power was off. Like living in San Diego, you could get a notice for six months that they're gonna cut your power off, but I never saw anybody get their power cut off. Here okay. here they pull your meter out. You come home and your shit's just <laughs> off. <laughs> I <laughs> just take the whole meter, a whole meter. And right now we're short on meters in the county. So, oh, if they so pull your, you did, if, I can use your meter for somebody that pays if they pull. Yeah. Well, no, they did it forever. That's, that's happened ever since I've moved here. Okay. But now you might not even get your meter back. Oh, it might not be there. You're at the back of the line because you didn't pay your. Yeah, bill. you got to wait till there's yep. a meter. Yep. Wow. We're, we're out of transformers. We're out of meters. We're out of lighting. We're out of everything. That's that's everywhere too. The transformer yeah. Yeah. problem. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to make sure that that doesn't happen with my grandkids. My grandson really like he puts a lot of effort into avoiding work. So what we have now is a thing that works like this. I give you a job to do. If you try to avoid it, you get two. Mm -hmm. If you drag ass doing the job, you get three. Yesterday I sent his ass out to prune down some stuff for me. He was there for like an hour and a half. They got pretty hot yesterday. Yeah. So if you're like, you know, he's a kid. He does need time off because he's, he's 11. He's not like he's not like he's 16 or something. So I went to go tell him he could quit. And I walk over and I look and he's like done maybe half of what he should do if he was moving at any reasonable pace. And I was like, I, I was here to tell you you could quit. He's like, oh, good. I'm like, but you can't because you <laughs> drug ass and you know you drug ass and so just keep working. And he finally like he like we gave him the electric printers. And yep. so he, 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 he finally I see him coming back in. I'm like, are you done? He goes, no, battery's dead. I'm like, all right, fuck yeah. I don't. <laughs> I went and got my uh, my my hand printers, and I went out and I realized what I was asked. I look, I looked at it, and I'm like, he physically can't do this, and I can't yeah. ask him to do something he physically cannot do. So I'm like, that's all right. 
go plug your battery in. So now we can we can prune in the morning and the afternoon. Yep, buy an extra battery. It's yeah. Dutch one, do one, teach one, right? I'll roll up and show somebody how to do the job. And yep. okay, now show me how you do the job. Okay, you just did ten of these in a, in a minute, so that's your time. Now magnify that by sixty minutes. Let's and then we'll subtract twenty percent when I walk away, right? That's your yeah. bare minimum. So we we just show the level of expectation, and then when I come back and none of the work's done, I'm like. I'll stand there for a minute and start going and they speed up. And I'm like, why didn't you do that while I wasn't here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay you $15 an hour, but that's this, the work you're doing. That's $8 an hour work. You can, you can literally do the job. All you have to do is the exact same thing you're doing. Just move your hands faster. That's all yeah. it takes. It's just move your hands faster. Can you put them on piecework? You could, it, it's more yeah. work on us. Oh, okay. Here's the thing you got to. Yeah, I got you. I'm just looking like when we get we get tons of dudes that come through here. I'm looking yeah. for the dude that does that when I'm not here and when I turn around. Right. And yeah. you find them every now and then one shows up and it's not long that that guy is making a lot more money and he has a completely different job with because we'll create other positions. It's just that's the test. Like, I don't even want to know a guy's name for 90 days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like FNG in the military. Right. Like you could die. So I don't want to get attached to you. Yeah, you know, I do think there is something, though, to putting somebody that's really confident next to somebody in an environment like that. Yeah. Even if the person that's doing the work is doing what they think is their best. I had a job packing boxes when I first moved here because I took whatever I could get. Mm-hmm. And I was like one of the top packers in the plant. And there was this dude, Nate, and they brought him over. And he's like, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pack. All you got to do is mark the boxes and close them. That's it. I'm like, OK. He goes, try to keep up. And I'm like, okay. Like an hour and a half later, I am I am huffing and puffing, keeping up with this dude, just closing his boxes. And I know he was like he was like some kind of savant, like Tetris savant with the shit in the box. And he looked like a machine. But I like my daily packing number went up and stayed up forever just by spending one day with this half a day with this guy. And uh, they, they immediately gave me a full like I was temporary. They gave me a full time job and like. A month later, I quit. There was a bunch of people pissed that were waiting for a full-time job. And you'll still have that job that was worth having. But like, so that always stuck with me that like when I had people, like I would put them with one of my best performers and then take the best performer away. And if it brought their performance up, then they were a candidate to to stick around. And if it didn't bring their performance up, you still have a ton from last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know. It's amazing what you can learn from somebody who's good. I think about that first pharmacy job and the woman who trained me on the register. I I had to close the register every day. She taught me how to count change like the old fashioned way and how to do everything like in a ledger for yeah. the register. And while that is something that's I'm sure unheard of today in training for retail, that's why when, you know, when somebody rounds up, I can make change really quickly. Just because at 13, I learned how to do it, and now we don't do that. And you know how it is. You get to the register, and you're it's like $5.05, and you give them $10.05, and they cannot yeah. figure out what your change is. They, type, they didn't type it in right, and now you're screwed. You, you want like, really, no, it's $5. You, you want to really screw them up? Let it be $5.21. Give them yep. a $10 bill and a penny. <laughs> They're done. Yeah. They can't. They're, they, like, you just see, like – it's like one of those sci-fi movies when the yeah. robot's told, like, 
you can't harm humans, but you have to, you harmed a human. Now what? And it's like yeah. a robot explodes. Like it's that, like the, the yeah. mind just, it will not accept it. That's like, why, that's why all your fast food places, they, it, it throws out the change because people yeah. can't count, right? We used to yeah. do that with our first, second, and third graders. I remember that was fun, right? It was something that yeah. you did. It was yeah. like having a toy was having change. Yeah. Um, but you guys will carry that with you today. I was as you know, when I was like 16 and 17, 18, I was working uh, pizza places and I would deliver pizza. And when you'd come back, you'd have to wash dishes or make boxes. Well, I wasn't okay. washing dishes. So boxes, boxes. Right. And then they have like box competitions. So you can these stores come together. Who makes them the fastest? The, even today, when I make boxes, dudes are like, how do you do that so fast? Because it's the same. US mail, the U.S. mail boxes. There, it's building a flat yeah. box is building a box. It's the same thing. All you got to do is just move your hands faster. You know, there is something to where it sticks with you. Like when I worked that grocery store job, I found myself like, you know, when I would go shopping yep. and I would go take a piece of something and put it in the cart, I would like front the merchant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, I don't work here. I'll get paid for this. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the polite thing to do. That just proves yeah. that anarchy can work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, see, my test for a person, if they qualify to, to be an anarchist, what do you do with your shopping cart? Put it away. If you put yeah. your shopping cart in the appropriate approved place for it to go, or if there isn't one, you like put it up on a curb or something, you put it somewhere that it's not going to roll in somebody else's car. Yep. You can be an anarchist. You get no reward for it. There's no, there's no law enforcing it. It's simply, you do the right thing because it's the right thing. If you can do that, you can be an anarchist. If you can't pull that off, then you have to be voted off the island. You are a savage if you will not take care of your shopping cart. And if you're only pulling it off because you heard Jack Spierko say it on this show, you also do not qualify to be. Unless you keep doing it forever. If, if, yeah. if I've cured you, then, you know, fine. And then there's people that, like, I don't even know what to call these people. Like, I was parked my vehicle. Guy just leaves his cart. It's a windy freaking day, and it's like a slight angle, and the cart just is hauling ass. And I can tell whoever's car it hits, it's going <laughs> to fuck it up. So I go off in a sprint, which for me is not very fast. I don't run fast. I run as yeah. fast as I can. I almost get the car, and it slams this chick's car. It's an older lady. And I'm like, sorry, I tried. And she's, like, pissed at me. Yeah. But I didn't catch the car. So I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Maybe she thinks it was my car. I'm like, you know that wasn't my cart, right? She goes, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I just, like, was like this. And I was like, I just... Counted ten in the head, turned around, walked away. I wanted to grab the cart and just bash the shit out of this bitch's car, man. Like, you know, no appreciation for somebody that tried to help you. Also not qualified to be an anarchist. No. Also didn't see the cart coming and stop it from hitting her own car. There's no way she would have got there. Okay. Her angle was off. There's no. She, she was like yeah. one step away from needing a walker. Maybe she was having a bad day. I don't know. But, like, people always say that, like, well, they're old. Well, then they should know manners better than me. That's the same yeah. person. Right? Like hold. when you say, well, that person's old. Well, like they have Alzheimer's or something fine. But then you shouldn't be driving a car. Like when an old person is rude to a person who's nice to them, I find it actually worse than a young person because they've lived longer. They have more context. They should not be that person. That's the same person when you hold the door open, just walks on. I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Are you having a bad day? I hope it gets better. You're welcome. I always did that with my son and now my grandson. Like you hold the freaking door. And when somebody's when somebody doesn't acknowledge you, it's okay to say, well, you're, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. You know, 
And if they say something nasty when you do it, because some of these people now, like, they feel offended that you held the door. Are you getting because I'm a woman? I said, you are totally within your rights to let that door smack them in the ass. <laughs> you don't look you like a woman. Assist. You can assist the door. Yeah, you, you don't look very womanly. <laughs> Did you assume my gender when I held the yeah. door for you? Amanda Why was, are there so many entitled people in today's society? Amanda was at the grocery store. Amanda was at the grocery store this morning and ran into an employee, and she kept going on and on and on. And, and we are not like buddies with this person. And yeah. uh, she, I, I like you with red hair. You should dye your hair back to red hair. I like you with red. And Amanda said she didn't say it to her. She, yeah. she's like, I wanted to be like, I think you look better three hundred pounds lighter. Like. <laughs> I, I just don't get that. I don't know. You know, the person here that was just asking, who was it? Why are there so many entitled people in? Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get it for you, Jackie. Right. Talk. You got it. Why are there so many entitled people in today's society? I believe it is by design. Yes. I don't believe any of this crazy shit is an accident or just people that are mentally unstable accidentally coming to power. I think that every single thing that's being done is designed to destroy Western culture. Yes. And, and I defy anybody to prove otherwise, because none of otherwise none of it's the only way any of it makes sense. Think about this, right? You want to fix voting, okay? Voter registration. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you tell us at within 24 hours we know who won. There's no time to bring in and change. No, 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 none of this shit. Number three, you have to show a tax return. Stop and think about this, okay? Oh, tax like return. Like so, if you're not if you're not working, you're not getting a tax return, right? You have to show. Amanda says you should just have to have a chase a, a paycheck or whatever. We want to have people that work because the people voting for all this crazy shit are never going to vote against something when they're giving it to them, right? All the crazy shit going on, it's because over half of your society is not working and is voting so that the other half has to give them all those taxes that get stolen, pay for all those programs. If you wanna if you wanna see what the true you know, the, the true course of society is what the true want of the people is. All you have to do is have a tax return to vote. You don't even have to be a property owner like it used to be. You just have to have some gainful employment. Yeah, I like that because right now, one third of Americans pay federal income tax. One third. That's one right. Third. And so how many get free shit? That's how yeah. that works. Two and you could take that to be derogatory against you if you're one of them. I'm not saying that you're anything wrong with you. I'm just saying I shouldn't have to pay your freaking bills for you. Right. At and least more, not all of them. And even the more important part of that is how many get free assistance of some sort out of that other two thirds? Oh, that are that, still. Yeah, I got you. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's who, that. And that's who's voting. It just came out in uh, in Chicago. Some prisoners have been released from prison and they said the guards were really pushing us to vote. And he said, you know, I'm actually registered in another place to vote and they're making me vote here, which puts me that's another crime that I am now committing. So hmm. this all got busted out and there's some investigation into it. There's all like it's just absolutely insane. Oh, Space Girl says we could kill two birds with one stone. You vote on your tax return. Perfect. Perfect. There's a way to do that that I find very interesting. There's an yeah. author named Richard Bach, and he has one of his books is like a time travel book. He wakes up in the backseat of an airplane in a dogfight. And he's the pilot. He's like in an alternate universe. And his younger self is flying the plane. And he thinks he's about the guy's about to kill the other guy. And it's just enlightened society. And these two nations are in conflict. So they basically use like laser tag warfare where nobody dies to solve the conflict. And he, he asks him about voting. He goes, oh, we still vote. 
We just don't vote for people. <laughs> we vote for things. When you file your taxes, they give you all the departments of government. Yeah. And you write in the percentages you want to go to what department. I've heard you say that. And I was like, holy, holy shit. Shit. I don't know yeah, if this is great. smoking, but we need to get some of that shit to those guys in D.C. Because, like, <laughs> that's it. that's another idea that I have to fix government. And uh, Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock on Rogan, they said this. Like, everybody in a powerful government position should have to take a mega dose at least one time of, like, mushrooms or LSD or something and have that experience. They'll never vote to put themselves out of work. No. 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 And, yeah. I, you know, all the smaller government shit. I recently said on somebody's comment, I said, so tell me one time the Republicans reduced the size of government. And the best the guy could come back with is, well, they did manage to let the assault weapons ban expire. OK, fine. Okay. How did that reduce the size of government? It didn't. It, it, it didn't, didn't take away a bad law, but it was only because it sunsetted. GB, the consumption tax. Absolutely. If you paid a 10 percent yep. flat sales tax, I like that too. when money moves, you pay a 10 percent tax on it. The yep. government would bring in more money than they're bringing in right now. And, yep. you know, there's people that actually argue, well, if we did that, all the IRS agents, we, they, all those people would lose their jobs. It's more That's than that. plan, baby. There's it's not the a motherfucker. Everything around it, right? There's not yeah. a motherfucker arguing that that pays taxes. No. Yeah. No. And, and CPAs would have a job. Yeah. Good ones. Good ones would have a different job. Because it's not for tax purposes. It's, it, well, I used to have, like, our CFO. I'd be like, I need a burn rate analysis of our cash flow yeah. between now and Christmas or whatever. Like, I, I need you to put I need to know, OK, there's going to be a hole in our cash flow, but it's a temporary hole. I need you to put the documentation together for me so I can go to the bank and get a bridge loan. Like that's the purpose of an actual accountant. Right. Not making sure that I pay my fair share to the government. I, I hate all tax, but I would take a consumption tax over an income tax that fast because all of the waste that would leave society the day that it was done, the systems in place. Everybody, I think, except Delaware, has a sales tax already. You just plug it into the system and you're done. Scale, uh, Skane's girl, 23%. I'd pay a shitload less if I was paying 23%. Same, same. Any, anybody running a business would. Yeah. Anybody. And, and well, Bob Higgins, we're talking about bureaucrats. Get, get rid of if, – if you have to go do business with somebody by law and you have to and you don't seek them out, it, you absolutely have to do it. Those are bureaucrats. Would, let's would let's you pull choose? back to that 20. Yeah. Where did that comment go, Nicole? Pull that 20 percent, 23%. Let's, let's analyze that on that actual, you know, supposed yeah. fair tax proposal because there's more to it than it sounds like. It sounds 23 sounds really high until you know it also does away with Social Security Yep. as a tax. It takes the place of, uh, of Social Security tax and income tax. So that in reality, the Social Security tax alone is about 14%. Most people don't know that because somebody like John or I or Nicole pays your other half for you. Mm -hmm. But when you earn your own income, you pay your own matching up to the cap of like, it's like 125 now or something like that. So most people never break that cap. They keep raising it all the time. That's one of the ways they keep Social Security solvent. So 23% consumption tax, but you pay no federal income tax, right? And you pay no Social Security tax and your employer pays no matching. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I'm, I'm good with that. The problem is then once you give them that, they can change the number anytime they want. They'll keep raising the number. If I'm going to make that deal, I need a cap on it as a, like a constitutional amendment going into it. Like it shall never exceed 
like that one percent, you know, in the beginning. Yeah, it will have to be. It will never exceed. And it can if if you bring in a new tax on the same money, then it has to be a replacement. It can't be an add-on because what they'll do is they'll say it's twenty-three percent sales tax, and then they'll back end a VAT tax, so it's not yep. only final point of sale because that proposal is fine final point of sale only. So if you buy materials, John, and you make them into an item and you sell it, only the end customer would pay that 23% of that tax. Correct. And then you would have to – that would work, too, if it was complete replacement. Then a 10% VAT tax would actually probably work because your supplier would pay, you would pay, your customer would pay. It would work out about the same. But it would be much cleaner on final point of sale, and it would yeah. also – it would spur on savings – because you only pay tax when you spend money. Yep. And it would spur on secondary markets because in most places used items are not subject to sales tax. So I'm going to comment on this one. I moved to Tennessee from Oregon. In Oregon, we have no sales tax and an income tax. In Tennessee, we have a high sales tax and no income tax. Yeah. So when I moved here, I got a $5,000 raise on, I think I was making $45,000 when I moved here. Okay. It was about $5,000 that were in my pocket because I did not pay state income tax. And that was just because I bought less. And so it, it's a huge difference when you have that consumption tax to somebody who is on, you know, to whom $5,000 made a huge difference that year. Yeah. It was like, you know, I could suddenly afford things that I wanted to afford. And, um, uh, you know, that's not who they're trying to help when they make the tax law. That's the problem. In, in Tennessee, do you guys pay tax on food? Yes, grocery sales. Lower tax than um, oh. that. that. That one should just go away. But See, we don't have – so we have sales tax on prepared food. So if you go to a restaurant or when you go to the grocery store, if you buy, like, the pre-cooked chicken or something like that, yeah. that carries a regular sales tax, which in most of the state is eight and a quarter. If you're buying food – like not prepared to eat like a jar of mayonnaise or a, a steak or something like that. There's no sales tax on it at all. Yeah. That's how California was. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs and food um, are often exempted, but not in my state because we haven't figured out how to do without a relatively small percentage tax on food. John, people, John Rice came in with no context. The, he thinks we're arguing for theft or arguing for <laughs> Well, we're, we're being pragmatists, John. We're accepting the fact that we're going to live in a society with tax, and we're discussing which taxes might be less onerous than I a think tax, he, tax on production. I think yeah. he understands because all taxation is theft. I think yeah. I think he, he knows what's going on here. The people yeah. voting to raise taxes or pushing to raise taxes or just flat raising taxes, they're never affected by what they do to you. They have right. enough money that their money makes the money and more than compensates and covers the, the new tax, right? This yeah. is about separation. It's about removing middle class is what it is. And you look at other countries who have put in digital currencies, China, for instance, your digital currency expires after 90 days or six months. There is no generational wealth. There is no yeah. chance to move yourself to the next class. And they always talk about their the seat at the table. They are trying it's, – it's not even about you. They're trying to push yeah. the people at the table with them off the table, and as a byproduct, it pushes you down also. Yeah. I call it downward class migration where yes. the middle class income is not worth what it was. This, yeah, this, you're this, still in the middle class, but your whole class bracket has slid on the backside down in when, value. 
when you look at these 15-minute cities and the smart cities and all this stuff, this is going back to serfs. This is what this is about, right? The king, the king owned the castle, all the meat in the forest. He had gameskeepers. You as a peasant were not allowed to hunt the deer. You might have been able to you grow the, the grains and the crops. You might have a chicken or two, and then you give all the grains and the crops to the king, right? That's what, that is what they are trying to do right now. That's what this is all about. Have you heard about the line in Saudi Arabia, John? Yes, yes. It's, I have not. Tell me. I'm looking for a picture of it, artist rendering. They've started construction. Like, we only know that from satellite images. It is a city that's like nine miles long. It will be 656 feet wide, 1,640 feet tall, and nine miles long. And you, there's going to be trains I'm looking for a good artist rendering of it, what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, every room it looks like a giant mirror. Here's here's one here. Let me let me get this up. View file. Okay. This is what this city is gonna look like, but it's nine miles long. Let me get back here. Share screen. Share screen. <laughs> yeah, it's some it's some snow piercer hunger games kind of shit. But right. and, and and it's neat. But who's building it, right? Who do you think? Saudi is, Arabia royal family. Yeah, who do you <laughs> think's assembling that though right now? Who do you think their workers are? Who do you think yeah. runs everything in the country? Slave yeah. labor does. Yeah. So here's the plan, and you just tell me where this could go wrong. There's gonna it's gonna be right next to the airport on one end of it, nine miles long, but you could be anywhere in the city in minutes with a constantly running electric train that goes back and forth. Since it's out in the middle of the desert and it's got these glass mirror walls, everything's solar powered. And it's designed with all these plants and trees and shit, so they don't, you don't really need air conditioning. It's going to stay perfect inside all the time. With distinctive and unique neighborhoods throughout it. Of course. So you know what that means? Like, you're not a good boy, so you're not allowed to leave your neighborhood. When you're right? in a mega Or mall, you have been now downgraded from the top neighborhood to the shit neighborhood, social credit score style. But it's supposed to bring in tons of tourism, and there'll be hotels, and it'll all be fantastic. And we'll all live in a little thin-ass line you can walk across one direction in 10 minutes, and it's nine miles long. They have they're building cities. this thing. This is not just – this is an artist yeah. rendering I have on the screen, but they're actively building this right now. These cities are up and running right now in the U.K., they're about to lock them down. I think you've got 30, 45 more days till they actually put the zones into effect, and and it is. You, you – are only able to move 15 minutes from your home, and then you have to buy vouchers. You're allowed so many times across the zone, um, like the, the barrier, to go visit family. And so you're allowed to travel so many times per year, and then you can pay to travel. But what happens when that social credit score goes into effect? Then you don't travel. It's like all of the science fiction books I've read for the last 20 years coming in, like taking all the bad ideas from all of them and putting it in one thing. That's it is literally right it is literally Hunger Games. If you look at the FEMA map, how FEMA divides the United States, it is literally the Hunger Games. Maybe that's where they got the idea. Maybe. We're trying to find their actual website where they pitch it. I've got it here. They have a U.S. version for us so that we will not be confused. They say SMART stands for Surveillance, Monitoring, and Tracking. I believe it. It's neom.com slash en hyphen us is the, the website for it. And they, they make a really great pitch about how wonderful it's going to be. And imagine your life there. Uh, and, you know, Saudi Arabia is leading the way. I, I, I really don't see it as, as a good idea to follow Saudi Arabia's lead on just about anything. 
Saudi Arabia who puts uh, reporters in prison. Saudi Arabia who throws yes people off buildings for being gay uh, and then is defended by people that want trans rights. It's 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 wonderful. Look, it'll be wonderful, Nicole. You can you can even wow. have astronauts in space looking down at you. It's great. That's, you can go out in the good. desert and have a picnic if you have credit enough to get out of the walls that day. It's it's awesome. You should we should all have a neom. I guess it's neom is how you would say it where we so, live. So currently, it's it's going to be very wealthy people that are there. Well, that's what you do. You move the wealthy people in, and they sell it to the plebs. Yeah, well, I and mean, then the plebs move like well, you can't afford the good neighborhood, obviously. Yeah, so yeah. we have this other crappy one for you. The, the question is, where are the the servants staying? Right, the people yeah. that are building it, um, all of their medical over there, everybody over there. It's they they come into work and then they pull their passport. So you'll have there's videos of thirty dudes living in an apartment room. See, there's the trench that they're digging right now to put this thing in. Yeah, you can invest. Let's let's see about that. Hey, do you want to invest, John? Um, <laughs> invest in the future. It looks like, oh, wonderful. There it is. That's that's your future. Is that an actual investment or a donation? I don't know. I think if you have to ask how much minimum investment is, you can't afford to invest. That's what I'm guessing. Probably yes, progressive laws. Woohoo! <laughs> Economic crossroads and a healthy foundation. Investor updates. Yes, I'm going to dig into this more and actually do an episode on it or something. Yeah. Ask, well, ask somebody's, asking, somebody's asking, when do you think it's coming to the U.S., the 15-minute cities? They're building them right now. They're called smart cities. Just look them up. Have them. California. Yeah. Uh, Ask the Animal said uh, U.S. puts foreign journalists in prison. Yeah, I agree. Just because I said somebody else does some shit yeah, doesn't, doesn't mean I don't I don't I never understand the correlation. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not for our government either. Yeah. yeah. I, and I don't think it's about coming to the U.S. They're not going to build smart cities in America. They're going to retrofit cities into. They already are retrofitting. Yeah, they're doing this in Europe where they're charging a a fee to cross the town square or something like that. Uh, I think it's in the Netherlands or somewhere around that area. So do you remember if if you live in a city and you drive down an interstate? Do you remember? Years ago, when you used to be able to see, look at that wall and you see the rooftops, right? Or you there wasn't even a wall. Then they built yeah, a wall yeah. and they I, called it a sound. They call it a sound abatement wall. And then that wall yeah. got taller. And then that wall got taller. Now, if you look from drone footage, that wall encompasses the entire neighborhood. It is not just a sound abatement. It is to limit movement. Huh? Have you ever noticed in the interstates when they have construction, the construction project never ends? Do you oh, know that there are? Do you know that they've put in cabling and wires there and they have the kill switch in place? Do you know that if your car notifies you and tells you, hey, you need an oil change or your car came with OnStar, but you never put it on? They already have the kill switch. They're just making it mandatory that it's actually that everybody agrees to it. Like it's already in place. The, the law enforcement uses it and shuts cars down all the time with it. Look, my hometown's doing it. Challenges. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I drive a low tech challenger. There's no kill switch yeah. in my car. Port- Portland's probably. already set up to do 15 minute cities. Well, they've yeah. got everything Listen, they need. Listen, the code word in the United States is smart. Yeah. If you yeah. can't find 15 minute cities with the United States. Look no. up smart. They are there. They're already there. I think the key to it is the installation of the smart electric meters. That's the first step. 
Yep. Because now I can throttle you. Now I can say, you're using too much power. We're going to dial back your shit. Yeah. Now you pair a digital currency with that. Oh, you spent too much money on steak, John. So your carbon footprint needs to be reduced. So we're just going to dial back your power. Why do you think they're going after gas stoves? Yeah, and the gas stove thing that everybody thinks is dead, it's not dead. No. They're pushing it through right now. Like, it's about to happen. They're, they're banning- asking for feedback to prove what they say is true, which means they don't have proof that what they say is true. They're banning two-thirds of the existing stoves on the market right now. It's yeah. like your it's like your um your reburn uh fireplaces. You can have a fireplace, you just can't buy a dirty fireplace anymore. Yeah. Like they're pushing all kinds of shit. It's it's coming. You just have been told that oh it died out. It didn't fizzle out. Yeah, they won't get rid of gas stoves. What they'll do is price them out of the range of most consumers. So mm-hmm. they'll price them for you guys, for plebs. Yeah. The rich guys will still have it. Yeah. John Obviously, and I will still have our gas stove. We're not all, <laughs> look at look at all the planes that just flew like Davos, for instance. OK, these guys that want to ban, ban they want to ban all your carbon fuels and stuff. They don't fly with one plane. They take three planes. There's three planes. There's a pre runner because they don't want turbulence like that's no bullshit. These guys, yeah, when, yeah, they, yeah. when one dude flies in, he has three aircraft fly in. One's a, one's a backup to get him out. If the first one goes down, one or if one flies or, ahead and make sure he's not disturbed. From his nap on the way in, from turbulence, like you say. It's kind of like back, like royal people and governors and shit had tasters for their food. Yep. To make sure, like, if the food was going to, like, did somebody put hemlock in there or something? Like, so you let the dude taste the food. You wait, like, 30 minutes. He doesn't keel over. Now the king comes in and eats, right? But they do it with planes now. Like, what he's saying, that's a thing. It's just removing your ability to care for yourself. It's like... California banned all small motors. Now you can't buy a generator, a gas-powered Honda generator in California. There's not been able to be – they couldn't – I don't know about Northern California. They have not been able to build a house in over 35 years in California with a fireplace that will actually burn wood. They all are just – they're just natural gas. You know that little heater I recommend, the Big Buddy heater? Yeah. Yes. You go buy that. What they did to get around the shit that California does, they have this warning and all this other shit. But the, the product's the same. And so if you order one from California, you pay $20 more for a different box. (laughs) So they don't have to put that proposition, whatever warning about can cause cancer on every one that they make. They just charge California residents $25 more for the same product. Yes. Because when you see all these warnings about has been shown by the state of California to cause cancer, that's because the manufacturers, it's just cheaper to put that warning on everything rather than make a California thing. But the heater people decided, like, screw you. What I personally think needs to happen with California is that manufacturers should just say, you're not important enough. Yeah. We not just, we just don't do business with California. Goodbye. He does that already, Jack. Yeah, I have does a, that. Like, okay, fine. We're just, we don't do business with you. I think that the women's sports things, that's the solution there too. I don't know why friends. all these women and all these collegiate sports don't just, the second they put a dude up, like that dude that swims, as soon as he gets up on the platform and everybody gets ready to go and they beep, Every other every other real girl should just turn around, step down, and walk away. The dude just swims. Take it away. That the power to fix that shit is in the female athlete. Just the dude that, don't. The dude just that don't. is ranked, the guy that's ranked number one in the women's swimming, yeah. was number eight is in the eight hundreds when he yeah. was swimming as a, man. as a man. I have a friend that owns a company, builds fifty cal rifles, and when California banned fifty cal rifles for civilians, yeah. Barrett Barrett Firearms makes yeah. the M80, all those. 
They cut off sales. They don't sell to California. They don't even sell like law enforcement and shit nope. in California. That's nope. right. Yep. That's right. Screw you. That's yep. the most powerful thing we can do is walk away. And yep. I, that's the movement I'd like to see in, in, in especially the collegiate level of female athletes, because that's where the most damage is being done. You're High school and college, right? Just don't. Just I'd, I'd love to see. I don't think it's reasonable, but I would love to see all the female athletes just go. We're not going to do this anymore. You're starting to see it. It's starting to happen. It's just not being reported on the, you know, the the Uniparty news network. Yeah, ask me that some girls walk away, but not nearly enough. I mean, if yeah. everybody just because people don't realize, like, what is the purpose of collegiate athletics? And the purpose is to make money for the school. That's the purpose. The, the, the athletes are used for the school. They don't give you a scholarship. They give right. you part. Like most of these people, are like, well, the girls have a scholarship for playing soccer. My, my nephew had an athletic scholarship to play, play baseball for a college. He ended yeah. up after one year saying it's not worth it. And his actual cost to go to school went up very little. Because they only pay for certain things and you back in some academic scholarships and stuff into it. And then you're not held captive because they would literally tell you things like you can't have a part time job during the season or during training camp. Right. So like he went ahead financially by walking away from it. They don't. And and then these kids can't make any money off of what they're doing, off the school, off of their position. But if they stop playing, the school stops making money off their program. And if they if, if the women of collegiate and high school sports would just say, as long as you do this, we're not playing. It would end it like that. I don't think there's enough wherewithal to do that. But if, what could happen is the second a guy is in that competition, everybody turns around and leaves. And then what does he get out of it? What does he get out of throwing a dress on and, and throwing a shot? But he gets nothing. He looks like an ass, which is what he is. And I think that like there's so many, that's just one place. There's so many places that we are in control if we would abstain. But people don't, they're so mentally jacked up in the head, they can't see that. It's the, the schools who are highly profitable. They operate almost like a super PAC does. They yep. pay no taxes. It's it's just a few people in the school making huge, huge amounts of money. Yeah. Leah Thomas just went alone. That's that's the one that we're talking about. Yeah, they, that's <laughs> – that that is exactly what I'm saying. Like, and that takes it away. And I can't do it. And and when I when I brought this up recently, somebody said to me, "But it's the women are all on board with this." And I'm like, "Not the ones no, that not. play sports." The, no, the, the, a lot of women they, are feeling that it's an attack on being a woman. They were talking about college age women, and I think yeah. a lot of them that are not involved in the sports activities and all. They they've been so indoctrinated. They are all pro, but they don't play, so they don't count. It's the Overton windows being moved, right? It's like the gay rights thing. I don't yeah. care if you're if if you're gay and you want to get married, more power to you, Go right? Ahead. I don't care. But then it becomes so normal that you are now the bad guy if you don't like praise it and you don't, yeah. you know, it it it, you're, it it wasn't enough to accept it. Now it has to be you have to be included in it. You have to bring it into your life. Well, if you, say you we won't have sex with a trans woman, whatever the f- that means, that's what they're you're doing. Yep. yep, you're a bigot. Well, first of all, I'm married, so I'm not having sex with any woman except my wife, right? But, well, what if you were single? Well, then I'm not having sex with a dude because I'm not gay. And they right. actually are offended that you would ref- – like, I should be able to refuse, and so should any woman, to have sex with anybody I don't want to have sex with for any reason. Otherwise, it's rape. 
yeah, that that part, it's, you know, people take things to extremes. It's not enough that I don't care what somebody wears or how they do their hair or makeup or not any of those things. I don't care if they surgically change their gender. doesn't matter to me. If your name is Alex, I'll call you Alex. I'm not going to look under your clothes to see what you are. It's yeah. not my business. But to take it to extremes like that where you're getting mad at people for choices that are their personal choices is just too far. I mean, we just had legislation go through that now, make, now makes it illegal in Tennessee for cabaret performances with transgender people to be done anywhere where there may be a kid, a child, right? And it's because right. of the the transgender, like the the drag queen story, schools, right? Yeah, which is extreme, right? And then. The reaction was, well, now nobody can have any entertainment thing at all where there is one gender dressed as another gender, which takes the Mrs. Doubtfire play out of rotation. And people are freaking out about it. And I'm like, well, it's because everybody's being ridiculous. Yeah. You can still do it. You just can't do it where there's kids, right? Just right. like a kid can't walk into a strip club. Just That's like what a kid can't, Just like a kid can't buy cigarettes. Just like a kid. You guys will secret shop. All these, st- I'm fucking 50 years old and I have to show a driver's license to a, to a kid that looks like she's 15 to bring me a margarita. Yeah. But, but, you, yeah. but the trans, but they can do this with these kids, right? It's the same shit. When my 18 year old, you know, when my 17 year old can go buy a firearm, we'll fucking talk. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, you know, if you ask the person making this case, like, so should a regular, if you don't bring up why you're asking, if you just said, hey, uh, there's a local strip club and they would like children to know that there's real people that work at strip clubs. So what they want to do, they want to have a minor's day. They won't serve alcohol that day and they won't lose the G string. Should kids be able to go to that? Every one of them will say no. Okay, then why does changing the person dancing to being a dude with it with a dong change that calculus? And the answer is it doesn't unless you live in freaking bizarro land. Right. I mean, we've literally gone into remember Super Friends when we were kids, John Superman with the backwards S and shit. That's where I feel like I live now. Yep. Janice A says, put your assets, including Social Security trust account into a living trust. Also establish your living that will also establish that you're a living man or woman. Um. I keep seeing all that stuff, Janice, like you take your Social Security card to the bank and they cash you out and give you a million dollars. You know what I never see, Janice? I never see a dude who made that video where he shows you the money or it looks like he has a million dollars. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that I think it's bullshit because people, they're not doing it. I think a lot of people are like wish they're, they're. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing so I don't have to work anymore. So they just stop. They're not working anyways. I would love for you to be right. I love watching all the audit and the First Amendment audit videos. I I, I want to. I can't wait for the day I get stopped and I'm like, so it's like I don't answer questions. I don't answer questions. I don't answer. I know I'm going to go to jail that day, but <laughs> but I, I I feel like it's the same. Oh, you thing. might not. You might I not. Like it, I, I Scully thinks that the the officers are just like when they call the supervisor out, they're like, I'm almost off shift. I don't want to do paperwork on there. Just get out of here. But you're still yeah. on the side of the road for three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, like, you cannot answer questions with cops. I've, I've done that. I, I do that when I get pulled over. But I, I do give them my license 
and my proof of insurance. Yes. Because I am, and this am I being detained? If a cop pulls you over on the side of the road, we're not talking about a safety checkpoint or whatever, right? If you get pulled over, you are being detained. Whether or not you're going to be, be arrested or cited is still in question, but you are being detained. So that's the rules of the road. I'm on a public road. I don't like the way they are, but I drove on the road. Here you go. Where are you coming from? I'm sorry. I don't discuss things like that with, with police officers. Yeah. Well, where are you going? I'm sorry. I also do not discuss things like that with police officers. Yep. How are you doing today, officer? And the guy will be like, what? Well, are you having a good day? Yeah. Have you been drinking? I smell yeah. alcohol. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't go dick <laughs> like that. I'm nice. I'm just like, I just have learned that it makes sense not to, to tell you any information that I don't need to tell you. And I don't think you would deny me counsel because that's not what a good officer would do. Mm-hmm. But I do care that you're having a good day. And usually I get a warning. Believe it or not, when you do that, they're like, oh, well, you know. Because when I get pulled over for all the time, I've actually never gotten a ticket for it. It's I, What I mentioned earlier, I refuse to put a front license plate on a sports car. I'm not yeah. doing it. And Texas says you have to. But I've not yet met a person who got a ticket for it unless you're like, well, you, you can't do anything. And then they're like, oh, actually. And I think like. You can be you can assert your rights with the law, but don't be a dick because nobody likes it when anybody's a dick to them. And if the person you're being a dick to has power, they just might use it. So don't do that. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Evelyn, like a lot of these places, they even have ordinance that there can't be G strings on the beaches. Right. So you can't have women on a beach and no glass containers or no alcohol in a lot of these places but you can do the you can do the cross dresser thing right with children that's that's acceptable we can I have think I have a little bit of a different take on this if your parent wants to take you to a drag show is it my place to tell the parent no i don't think so then, then i can take so i can take like my kids so i can take my kids to a strip club i can take my 6 year old to a strip club I mean, you're the parent. I understand. At some point, saying. it is your job to steward the child, and that is in your control. And if if we say you can't take him to a strip club, and you want your kid to see strippers, you're going to figure out how to do it. So, how far does that go then? So, I get what That's you're saying, but the problem is once you go down a path, you keep going. So, then as a parent, should I be able to take my nine year old in and have his balls cut off for gender affirming surgery? That's a good question. I mean, he's my kid, right? And and my answer to that is no, because you are physically harming a person. What I saw somebody post in regards to this recently was our six-year-old just came out as a pirate. We've known since he was two. Or dinosaur. This week, he's going in for his, his pirate-affirming surgery. He's having his left leg removed from the knee down for his peg leg, his right hand removed for his foot, and his left eye removed for his patch. Or a right. T-Rex, right. shortening yeah, his arms. Yeah, we're going to shorten. It's like, I don't, you see, now you're into physically, permanently altering a human being who has not reached the age of consent. They're more worried about dogs and rabbits than they are about children. Yeah, the vegan that says me having a dog as a pet is enslaving an animal is also for allowing a child to have their body altered for the rest of their life. I, yeah, there's, there's, I think there's a mental problem in america i covered uh chipola's five laws of stupidity yesterday and like it's it's something everybody should sprouts video everybody should watch it it's 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 the idiocracy in real life it was an essay he wrote in the 70s it was he was a psychologist it was originally not even to be published it was just for his friends and it's 
you know, basically the most, and it's, it kind of meshes with and conflicts with Bonhoeffer's theory of stupidity and that the most dangerous, but what they agree is the most dangerous thing in society is a stupid person. And the difference between a stupid person and what he calls a bandit, a bandit will harm society for personal gain. And that's bad. But at least there's a rational to it. And that means it's limiting because they'll only do the things they can gain from. A stupid person will harm others for no gain. For no gain whatsoever. And that's what makes them inherently dangerous. And one of the other laws of stupidity is the smart people, the intelligent people, the, 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 and the helpless people in society will always underestimate the percentage of society that is stupid. I think it's outside influence. It's about diluting us, right? So that you have no more identity. It is about getting us to fight amongst ourselves and absolute chaos so that you don't focus on bettering yourself. And it's about, it's about dilution, right? If you, if all, all the commercials you see now, it's, it's mixed, it's mixed race marriages. There's, it's always multi-race, right? It's about, you don't see a movie anymore where it's a white person and a white person. Maybe you no. do. I don't watch, I don't and watch. And if there a is a TV. white dude, he's an idiot. And this is about, and it's about generationally, right? It's the long fight. So if we take yeah. all these kids, everything's all inclusive. Everything's accepted now. You have no structure. The framework which your grandparents built, you know, your family on is now completely altered. It's the slow game. And it's, it's just about diluting your beliefs. And it's about you. If they want one big body because they can, they can manipulate them, right? It's, it's, they just have to constantly you know, break everybody down and get everybody to fight. And somebody said something in here earlier about free man. I like the free man thing, but there's a difference between freedom and liberty. Freedom can be taken from you or given to you by another man. Liberty are your God given rights. You were born with them, whether you mm -hmm. believe in God or not, right? Liberty. Those are the things that every person has. I don't need you to allow me to do that. I already get to do that. And the only way you get it is you take it. Yeah. Or don't give it away. It has to be taken. It has to be seized. Or yeah. it, it will be taken if it's not seized, right? Like, you can – if you play only defense, like, you have to – like, a lot of the shit people are like, well, what are you going to do if they do this? I'm like, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do anyway. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to comply. Yeah, that question was earlier. Somebody asked, do you think they're coming for rural America? No, part of the smart city. We're too messy. It's too. See, I think the one I thing people do try. is they overestimate the power that government has. Every entity has limitations to what it can do, and it makes a calculation. Where do I get more of what I want? Do I get more of what I want by going to Camden, Tennessee, or Azle, Texas, and trying to bring the rednecks in, or do I just sucker all the young stupid people into the smart city? Which one works better? At least you think this is any of this is new. Like what John was talking about with all this diversity crap. Back in what about 2004, 2005, uh, Neil and I, we had a company and we did uh, technical analysis for like cell phone providers, equipment manufacturers and stuff like that. And we built this new website. We had an insider way up in the ranks inside Ericsson. You know, so we, we went to him and we're like, Nick, like, well, what do you think of the new website? He looks at it all, looks at all the technicals. All, he goes, this is great. But you know what you need? I'm like, what? He goes, you need more minor minorities in your pictures. 
This is 2004, 2005, somewhere in well, there. Well, I remember that time. That was, right? and that it was, was already like, well, if you're going to have our board look at your website when they're considering your proposal, you need an Asian dude, you need a black dude, you need some more girls, you know, and it's like 90% of the website didn't have people on it. It was technical analysis. It was schematics and these things. You need to put them in there even if you don't understand why they're there. So have That's you noticed that the woke movement ends up ultimately empowering the white male? In the end, probably. In the end, it does. Like, under the guise of diversity of race and gender and all of that stuff, at the end of the day, it goes back to the same power structure. I, I, don't, start know digging into it. I don't know that it's so much the white male, but more the male, because... One thing that's always not said is like two of the most conservative communities out there in reality, they just always vote liberal, are Hispanics and blacks. When it comes to like morality, right? You know, when it comes to like all of the shit we're talking about and not being okay with it, especially the Hispanic community. Like the Mexicans are not cool with all this shit at all. Trust me, I live here in Texas. And so I think there's a point where well, what if all of us horrible, you know, traditional males and all us horrible traditional females just said, you know what, for about two months, we're not going to do anything like Galt Galt's their ass and just be like, see what you can do. Go on, diversity, hire your ass off. See what you can do. See how it works out for you. Because we're already at a point where oh, it, about a, I said about a third of the people pay income tax, but only about a third of the people work. Yeah. About a third of the people. Do you know that there are 11 million less people working in America right now than there was in the year 2000? 23 years later, there's 11 million less people working in the United States of America. Here's something I think we could do for the American people that would be the best thing ever. Make it impossible to charge property taxes on anybody anywhere in the country so that elderly people hang on to their their homes in retirement, no matter what the value of the house is, all of it, that would make a huge difference because property taxes are so. Yeah. Older. But they They're want to remove, they Tra want to remove. Governor Abbott's trying to use the state surplus right now, put it into like this recurring trust and mm -hmm. buy down all the school taxes in the state. So the only property tax you would pay is like for your like county hospital tax and shit like that. Like basically get rid of school taxation at a property tax level in the entire state. And there's because people vehemently opposed to this. It doesn't mean cutting the money to the schools at all. <laughs> like the money's still there. But they can't control you, Jack, if they can't tax and, your and property. To oppose that is insane. South Dakota. They need you to move out of your nice house so a small family with kids can move in and go yeah. to the school. It's about South removing. Dakota, like 10 years ago, had a proposal on the Barrett to banish property tax. It failed. It's the about removing generational wealth. To be taxed. It's about removing John. generational wealth. It's why when the, it's the big thousand acre farm up the way here, right? Yeah. When when my friend Jack dies and his kids get that farm, they have to pay 40% inheritance tax. So how do they do that? They have to break off and sell a bunch of the acreage of the farm to pay the tax. That's how it always is. That's what they're after. It's about removing it. This whole train wreck, right? We have all this toxic land right now. You watch in the next couple of years, you're going to see JP Morgan or somebody come in and they're going to put nanoparticles, nanobites in there that are going to all of a sudden clean the earth. And then they're going to have all that land, right? They're going to imminent yeah. domain, all of that property. We just had, we just had another train wreck. The same company has had like 40 train wrecks since that one. 
They had one yesterday with massive toxic spills again. Did but you see you the watch. train going over the tracks where the tracks yeah. are all janky? Yeah, yeah. That's, your, that's, that's here in problem. Tennessee. Those tracks are here in Tennessee. Yeah. That set of tracks. That train that derailed in Ohio, what caused the derailment was overheated bearings. Yes. And the crew got three warnings about the overheated bearings and just kept it was like the Titanic, like, yeah. hey, there's an iceberg here. Like, screw you. We're going through. And the train, the train that derailed is supposed to have a uh, like a black horseman or something on the front yeah. of it. I haven't looked at it. I heard David Dubine talking about it today. And he said that, you know, that's the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's famine oh. is what was on the front of that train. I haven't verified it, but they always do seem to telegraph their punch for some reason. It's, it's very odd. I think the explanation is far more simple. This is what the end of an empire looks like. One mm-hmm. of the things that happens in every empire you study through history is critical infrastructure begins crumbling. And what they do is they cobble it together just enough to hang on. And then it takes what ends up happening is like one thing prevents the cobbling together and it all goes to shit. And we like they keep passing infrastructure bills, but they don't fix anything with it. And what people don't get is we built this under Eisenhower. The majority of our like national infrastructure is built under Eisenhower. It was supposed to last 40 years. Pick up a calendar. Yeah. Pick if up only, a calendar. If only we had a prominent historian coming to Self-Reliance Festival to talk about this very topic. I think you do. <laughs> oh, wait. Is CJ coming to Self-Reliance Festival? I think he is. <laughs> GB said they probably roll on overheated bearings every day. They do. They do. Yeah. The infrastructure. Nothing is being repaired right now. The stuff they are trying to repair, they don't have the equipment and they don't have the bodies to repair. I yeah. mean, look at it. Trump tried to do infrastructure. Rand Paul, Ron Paul, both of them talk about infrastructure constantly. There's there's just tons and tons of shit coming out right now. You're going to you're going to find out what this was all about within a year you're going to hear after the fact. And you know what's going to happen? Not a fucking thing. No, anybody no. that's per, anybody that is responsible for any of the things that have happened in the last four years, there will not be a punishment. They will talk. They will talk. They will pretend. And as soon as they think the camera's off and forget the C-SPAN cameras on, they're going to all be fist bumping each other. But back to the rural question, because I, th- I hear this fear a lot from people. They're coming after your chickens. They're coming after your eggs. They're coming yeah. after your farm, all of that stuff. And it's I understand the fear. And I think you can also look to to history and say, okay, how have they gone after rural people in the past? And one way they did it was the TVA put in some big lakes around here and mm. forced rural people into Flooded the city off their land, right? Yeah. So it's not that they don't have tools to do that with. What's hard is getting every single rural person everywhere in the entire wilderness. And so I think I think it is important to pay attention to as a result of smart cities coming in, what's happening to the rural areas. Your property taxes are probably going to go up. And if you cannot afford to pay your property tax, you will lose your property and you will then get forced into a city if you can't buy something out there. What else could happen? Yeah, I mean, they can limit your mobility. You can't come into the city for supplies. So if you don't know how to take care of yourself in your own community, that's another weak point. Right. Here's one. Here's one for you. This two-lane road out here, they're going to make it a four-lane road. Yeah. I've been talking about this for the entire 16 years that I've lived here. They just came through and surveyed it again. Every time they survey it, their spikes come closer to my property line. 
So what that means is they just put those spikes up there and they painted them red. That means we lose the entire swale up top. That means my fence at that top line, I have about four feet, just enough to ride a four-wheeler, and they're going to cut it straight down. They're going to ride that whole thing back. We're going to lose all that stand of woods up there, everything up there. But what's what else is going to happen? If you get more traffic and you push more traffic through there, more money comes into the city, and the city wants to imminent – they want to – they want to annex mm-hmm. the county, right? They want to annex so, you. So every time I make a move or do anything, I now have to have the little donut motherfucker who's driving the fake cop car come over and bless our shit. Every move we make now, everything we've done here, we've just done with no codes, no zoning, yeah. nothing. And that's what they're going to – and then they want to – and they, they raise my property all the time. They fly a drone over my property. They know every improvement we make on the property. That that's what's that's what's going to come of that. Sounds so like all y'all need to move. Instead of trying to keep get me to come up there, y'all need to move down here. I think you need to come here, Jack. I, I don't yeah, know. Why. It doesn't sound like my kind of thing. We don't have any of that shit going and on here. Nicole is rural enough that none of this shit's going to happen not here nothing, nothing. while, while she's alive. Can't that road. There's no place for the yeah. road to go. There's, but not, most of her road, two vehicles can't pass each other. She yeah. keeps telling me they can, and not if I'm driving one of them. If I'm on the down cliff side, no, you're going backwards, bitch. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Like she's she is rural enough. Um, so, so but this like, is- Russia has the exact opposite problem right now. So during the Soviet Union, there was a caste structure, and they knew they needed people in the rural parts. And you literally, there were people that couldn't leave. You were forced to stay in your little hamlet or whatever, and work your little dasha and provide food and shit. Well, when the Soviet Union collapsed, a lot of those young people, they went to the cities for opportunity that they weren't able to go to before. And they're literally collapsing in rural Russia right now. They're trying to get people to go back out into the countryside. But here, I guess they figure that they can do automated farming for everything. Right. Every we have so much flat arable land. You can have robots do you know, produce the bugs and the, the soy and the corn, I guess, is their plan. I saw a video last night. They're in a row house. And they have these robots running down and they've got this like silicone cup basically that blows air all over this apple and then grabs it and harvests. They don't harvest the machines, harvest all the apples inside mm. these things. So what the way this all happens is we just like, we just inflated the housing market, right? So you have all these people from the coast have sold their houses over value and move here to the middle of nowhere. I see it every day in these local groups every day. If there's if there's 400 posts, 390 of them are complaining about something. Okay. How come we don't have a bowling alley? How come the dogs are out? How come there's a my neighbor's pig is out? They're just constant. Con- we need more regulation. We need more laws. And they've come here, and they have a, a you know they have money, so they will push and and they're gonna they're gonna push to elect the people who will make this more like a big city. And it, that's just they dilute it. They just they move their people here. Yeah. It's hard for me to jump in at this hot minute. <laughs> I can do a, the Chinese fortune right now. <laughs> we should probably wrap up. We're like, yeah, I think 40. so too. Yep. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I don't want to just make fun of people for, for worrying about the rural thing, rural thing, because it's not, it's not unfounded that they haven't slowly chipped away at rural communities for hundreds of years here. Well, they are. It, I mean, think about it, it. it. When we were, when we were kids, and you drive out of your city, everything was rural. None of yeah. that shit's rural anymore. You have to go further and further and further. 
But that doesn't mean you shouldn't think about things like maybe I'll hedge and buy five acres in tennis in Texas. Right. That's the other thing. (laughs) I mean, Sean Mills has a spot out there. I probably could get some land near him. Be nice to be near people I like. Yeah. You know, I get asked. I get asked all the time and it seems like even more so now. How much property do I need for a homestead? And the answer is as much as you can afford, because while you might be able to make a go at five acres or yeah. a half acre or 10 acres, yeah. when the big company buys all those woods over there that you couldn't afford or didn't buy and they cut that shit down, you're going to have to fall under the regulation and the rezoning of that property. Just because you have this stand of woods between you and the highway, if you don't own it, somebody else can cut it down and they will. Eventually it's coming. Yeah, and how many feet do they already own from the center of the highway? Is it like 50 feet or what is it? 120. 120 feet from the center of the highway to your home. So when they, when they take John that. Is losing a whole swale without being paid for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I live where there's no highways. Well, the ch- chances are, I mean, they've come through. I've seen them, re- I've seen them resurvey this shit yeah. a dozen times. But every time they resurvey it, it, they take more and more of your property every single I, I time. I just don't see – like I see it totally as a grab because I don't yes. see the justification for expanding that road. I was no. there. It doesn't have enough traffic to justify that. There's it no doesn't tra- go I can turn left out of yeah. your driveway no problem. Sometimes I have to wait for three cars. I think it, it, I, It's a straight-up grab. It's a straight-up land grab. I believe There's places this, where it's a land grab, but you can also say, yeah, there's a – there is a traffic issue here, and maybe there's a better way to do this, but there is there isn't one there. I believe that this is federal money being infused to the state into rural areas to actually attack the rural areas. I believe that that is exactly what it's about. It's part of Agenda 2030. Absolutely. Yeah, John, they did that here, and they took houses out. That's what happened. They like completely destroyed houses. Yeah. Didn't give people half of what it was worth. And we're going to put four lanes in. And now they adjusted the project. And now it's just two lanes with a big shoulder on either side. They did it, they did it here. There was ro- there was buildings all across yeah. the road that every time they do this, they tear another building down or they tear some old restaurant down. And we, we still haven't built anything. I'm, I don't I don't think that they will, but be prepared for it. Yeah. All right. If we're going to wrap up, though, we better go once around the horn because Jack's going to just disappear from the screen if we don't right jack <laughs> no we're just ten, 10 more minutes i mean oh you got 10 minutes yeah okay i like what she said she said the uh the influx where did that go right uh, here the influx of money into our small town was great the influx of paul they influence they infuse money because it brings their politics yeah it's exactly what it does it's, it's the strings attached to the community block grants and all of the tools that they use to get this done i watched them completely ruin the state of oregon in my lifetime Oregon used to be like Tennessee is now when I was a kid. That's probably why I love Tennessee so much. Hmm. Plus we also get, you know, seasons, but it's, you know, just watching it start to happen here and people calling for zoning to preserve farmland. It's, it's, it's like, it triggers me. Yeah. It literally you triggers no me. Idea like, that's how you ruin farmland is you protect it from zoning. Yep. The, the, the Arabic, the Arabic uh, metaphor about the nose of the camel in the tent is, is yeah. that's all I can think of when you say that zoning, zoning. I mean, you know, the biggest city in Texas is Houston. Do you know there's no zoning in, in Houston? Yeah, I don't. There's no zoning there's in Houston. HOAs. So you choose what you want by moving. Somehow they, they've survived. Become yeah. one of the most prosperous cities in the world 
with no zoning. I'm not saying there's no zoning. In, there's zonings in Dallas and there's zoning in Fort Worth. There's no zoning where I live. But the entire city of Houston, there's a place where, like, this dude has his house, like, under an amusement park ride or some shit. And he yeah. just won't leave. And there's nothing anybody can do to make him leave. And he's happy and they're happy. and Everybody's you know. happy. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, that's that's the most bike-friendly seat I have ever been in from a commuting on the bike standpoint when I lived there. And I commuted on my bike in Portland, Oregon, which is supposed to be – it has all these trails and – I was way less afraid I was going to get hit by a car in Houston, Texas. I loved it. And it's because instead of having the bikes in a lane on the busy highways, they have bike routes through the neighborhoods and there are fewer people in the neighborhoods. But, and they did it without zoning somehow magically. Somehow managed, right? Yeah. yeah. That one opened my eyes up to all of the, I mean, I already knew transit planning was a uh, smart growth and all of that was a total fake on the human on the uh, american people yeah. but when i saw in action what houston functioned how well houston functioned uh i mean it's a city so it has city problems but yeah yeah very impressed with that and don't understand me when i when i kind of say like people are overreacting to the threat of rural america i i agree with everything y'all are saying about this yeah but you can't do it all and right. so when you're buying a property, like defensibility of the property needs to go beyond your Navy SEAL buddy came in and told you where to suck your gun turrets, right? <laughs> like, I think that's the least thing you should be worried about. You I'm building a tower, Jack, a tower. What is the feasibility of annexation would be the first thing. Like, one of the reasons I bought this here, like, a, like all of this area, like 80% of it's like fucked up trailers. There's no money in annexation of this. Like if the if if the the city down the road were to annex us, all they end up with is a net negative on price. So that's that's a, a reason for it there, right? Like there's no highway within a mile of us. It's way over a mile to the nearest highway. So any of that highway easement shit is is not going to happen. Like so you have to think like how do I find a place that is like the place that's the biggest pain in the ass to screw with. And all of this shit about we got our guns. That's not going to work. That's good. That the the the, the 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 gun is the last. Like if we're there, then it's the apocalypse, right? And then then it, it all all bets are off. That's not going to work to defend your property. What's going to work to defend your property is a property that's such a pain in the ass to screw with that it's just not worth it. That that's the approach that you have to take if you don't already. Now if you have a place, you defend it the best you can. But if you're choosing a place, I would choose a place like Nicole has rather than one right off of a highway yep. because Nicole's not getting they're not going to fuck with her. Not because they don't want to, because it's too much of a pain in the ass. I well, mean, plus we have a, a plan in place to the degree that we can buy every property that abuts my property. That's a great plan. If you actually had problems like a chainsaw in 15 minutes on both sides of that road, nobody's coming there for a while. Yeah. Like you drop a couple trees across that road, you're slowing things down for a while. Yeah, I I didn't cut the tree down. I don't know if it fell. It just fell. I think Nicole has it's, seen it's that a perfect before. wedge in it. I don't know how that happened. I I wouldn't yeah. say that we've already chosen the trees. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Nicole's been been locked in there a few times before. Have yeah. you have you been there, John? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know, like what I'm saying, like you're just not. <laughs> Yeah. Like, the first time he came here, I think he was probably glad he chose the vehicle he chose to drive. Every, every time we drive out there, I say we should buy property out here. Oh, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 
I I actually need yeah anyway I I am first on the list for contact for every property around me and it's cumulatively hundreds of acres. Yep. And you know, yeah, and doesn't mean I'll get it, but <laughs> I just want the six behind me, and I want the acre and a half to my east for David. That's yeah. that's all I want, and I'm good. I want the seven across from me and people that I trust to be all around me. That's all I want. I'll take two from Dennis because I just want five so I can do yeah. uh, ag exemption. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll bring bees back the second I have five. That's that's our requirement in Texas. We have to have five acres, and then you can do an ag, ag exemption. I could save three, thirty five hundred a year on property taxes if I was ag exempt. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when we go to this very dark place of they're going to come out and take our eggs and confiscate our, you know, our bees, we stop making good decisions. That's why it's like I want to talk about it because you need to know what your exposure is. But at the same time, if you only live there, you'll do it. John, you said it yourself. You you withdrew from society for like a decade, right? Yeah. 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 Sucked, so, didn't it? Yeah. I, mean, no, sucked, right? I, I was I was good with it at the time. I okay. just didn't I didn't pay taxes. I didn't have any social media footprint. I just boom, yeah. boom, 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 hoarded. You know, we were we were buying truckloads of, you know, supplies and stuff. But when yeah. I when I came above board and when I paid taxes and when I had social media, you know, we made 10 times more that year. It was the difference between touching a million and going way beyond a million every year in revenue. Yeah. Because of those things, you know, but all these guys talking about, they're going to take my chickens. You have to have chickens before they can. I, take I, that's what I was ask you guys. Do you, don't you think most people ask that question? They don't actually have. Yeah. I think so. Property, a homestead, a single chicken, and it's all a justification to not be involved. It's or, a, you know, what, what if they outlaw Bitcoin? I don't know, dude. Do you own a gun? Yeah. Well, what if they outlaw guns? Like, yeah, are you going to make every decision in your life that someday yeah. in the future there might be a law that says you can't do it? They're just well, looking I'm, to to um, they're, they're looking for justification for inaction. Most of them. If I mean, they make it illegal to not punch a six year old in the nose, are you going to walk around punching every six year old in the nose? I mean, that's yeah. the same question. Is yeah. it right or is it not right? Or like when they did the assault weapons bond, I bought four cases of high cap magazines right before the assault weapons ban. Like they're just going to take those away from you. And those same dudes were coming to me like, hey, man, you got any 30 round mags? Right. Because like there was a grandfather clause. Right. Like, I don't know, man. I thought I was stupid. Yep. Right. I mean, that was like I was in my 20s back then and I was smart enough to switch on to that. And I bought the shitty ones, too. It didn't matter because I knew it didn't matter just because you had them just because they were pre banned. Christine Moe says she raises meat rabbits and worries about this. So I, it's actually in my head, right? I have a hundred yeah. rabbits up here. Got a couple hundred chickens. I, I produce so many eggs. We could just give eggs away. Yeah. I don't want people coming here. I just don't yeah. want the nosy ninny here. And then when she wants to buy eggs later and I say, I don't have them, she reports me for, I don't, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need animal control coming here. I don't need yeah. somebody here. Right. So I just, I just, Crack them and give them to the dogs rather than feed people that need them because there's always somebody looking to cause you problems when things don't go their way. I'm going to share my biggest homestead mistake slash regret here. And it isn't what you might think it is, which is putting that retaining wall in wrong the first time. I should have put my initial money after I had working water in my house into a perimeter fence. Because we are just now finishing my perimeter fence 15 years later, and 
anybody can just drive up my driveway till that's done. And that means any inspector can. If there's a gate that's closed and locked, they're not driving up, especially with a no trespassing sign. They're leaving their notice on that gate and then they don't see anything. Yep. I have I have sixty thousand dollars in fencing on this property. That's with the Sally Port, the motors, sixty yeah. grand. Like fencing, but it is the it's the first thing you have to have. Time. It keeps the dogs in, keeps the predators out. Yep. And and, yep. and the dogs keep the inspectors out. <laughs> what is that yeah. dog's name? Porthos or some shit like that? That dog um, is terrifying. Well, his dog. Yeah, I have two dog. of them. I, I've got two of them now. I've got okay. Magnus and Hera, and there's a third one coming. Yeah, okay. Magnus is not a dog I would like to come across on I, accident. I don't have – I occasionally have, like, an Amazon person that doesn't know the drill. We have a yeah. through gate, and, and they'll open it. Not coming in, just just a set because they're trying to do the right thing. And yeah. I have a notice on our account, like don't do this. And you'll see that person like open that gate, stick their hand through, and like oh shit, and you know what happens, Nicole. Yeah, I do know, you what know happens. exactly. I know what which happens. one it is too. <laughs> uh, that dog likes me, and every time I come visit you, I'm like maybe you should have let to me in time. Yeah, you have to reintroduce I him. I think yeah. if he, I think if he got out, he'd just be a big dumb brown dog wagging his tail and slobbering all over. It's yeah. when you come in the perimeter, and that's why yeah. he's further back to get yeah. to where he can bite you. You've come past two different fences. You shouldn't have done it, and and you didn't have access. You climbed them or cut them. There's not a there's not a gate there. Yeah, yeah. We should we should wrap up, but I think that's yeah. a great suggestion on property perimeter fence. That was yeah. Like I bought this property one, the location I talked about earlier. Two giant outbuildings that I could never afford to put in for what I paid for the house. Three perimeter fence with freaking barbed wire on the top. Yep. Okay. And that makes it a very defensible position. And you just don't need to know what's going on here. And then the other thing is, I don't know how, I think you're in city limits or whatever, John, like you have local PD. We have no, sheriffs only. Yeah. And Same. a sheriff in Texas is so busy. Same. They literally don't have time for piddly shit. Like, if a neighbor calls because somebody's music loud, like, I'm not even talking to you. Like, they have such a large area to cover that basically a sheriff's deputy told me, until you're cooking meth in your backyard, we don't give a fuck what you do. Yeah, same same here. I could do an entire show just on fencing. We should yep. do that someday. Yeah, we should. Maybe next month. I've we done do all around of the horn it. now, though. I got I to gotta roll. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll go once around the horn. I'll start. Guys who are listening to this show. And wondering how we set up a parallel society, how we set up a counter economy, how we develop the skills to be able to be more resilient in our country homes, how to find all of those things. John Willis and I do an event twice a year. It's called the Self-Reliance Festival. And the next one is in about two and a half weeks, March 25th and 26th. It's in Camden, Tennessee at his location. And the website for that is selfreliancefestival.com. Dot com. It's coming fast. You can get tickets now. Just go to selfrelianceFestival.com. It is 95 bucks for a ticket. We just released digital passes today, so we'll be streaming it. I think if you can make it in person, make it in person, because that's how you find the people to buy the land around you, right? Mm -hmm. And you can vet them out and figure out, can I even be around this dude or dudette who I've met? Or are they a, a hot mess? And yeah, I don't care if you're an introvert. I'm an introvert and I go 
to different freedom cell meetups. I go to different events all year long and we do this one and I always meet great people and I love it. So just think about coming out in the next two and a half weeks to Camden, Tennessee. If you're really into overachieving the day before we have a few seats left, we have rescue refuge medical is doing a rescue one training that's on Friday. And right afterwards, tactical response is doing from zero to hero with ham radio. So you can learn emergency medical, a whole bunch of, self-reliance things from processing food to making your life better to starting a business to growing food in your backyard and then you can end it off-grid communications with the ham radio class and have a great time john what do you got um i do a live every night at nine o'clock on my youtube channel here special operations equipment jump in we can talk about whatever you want um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, I'm everywhere, Special Operations Equipment, SOE Tactical. I've got over 4,000 videos on this YouTube page. So check them out, and I'm easy to find if you want to get a hold of us for something. And he sells cool T-shirts. We do a different shirt every week. We do 120 pieces. We never rerun the same design. We're all wearing one. My favorite one, by the way, the Gulag one. <laughs> Great one. I think you need to redo this one just because it's so cool. Uh, and I get questions about it all the time, John. So I'm Jack Spirico, host of the Survival Podcast. You can check us out by going to the survivalpodcast.com. But I'm going to throw in for Nicole and John on Self-Reliance Festival and why you should go. And Nicole mentioned introverts. And I want to explain to you guys why events like this are the perfect place for introverts to go and meet people. Because generally, you know, as an introvert, you don't want to be kind of outgoing and boisterous and talking to strangers and all. But if you know exactly what to say and you know what will be well received by anybody we're talking to, that makes it a little bit easier. So the beauty of an event like this is nobody got there by growing up out of the ground. They came from somewhere. So it's a real simple intro. And I used to teach salespeople this for networking. This is the softer version of it. Just, hi, what's your name? Nobody that comes, and they'll turn their whole badge around because I swear to God we can make infinite energy by putting uh, a magnet on badges because they will always turn around the wrong way. And they'll, turn yeah. their back and they'll tell you, well, where'd you come in from? Right? That's Because everybody came from somewhere. And it starts a natural conversation. What's the coolest thing you've seen here so far? Because I yeah. might want to go look at it, too. Right? Yeah. But now you've had this initial, very soft, very easy conversation. Because usually I find when I talk to introverts, like, what's the biggest problem with talking to people? I'm afraid I won't know what to say or I'll say something stupid. And maybe, maybe you're not an ed- like me because I said something wrong, but I've never been to an event, ask somebody who they are, where they came from and what the coolest thing is they saw and got anything other than a positive response. Yep. It also lets you gauge the person because another thing introverts are like, what if I talk to somebody and they're a freaking weirdo and I want to get away from them? You're going to talk to a weirdo. You're going to talk to a weirdo. You <laughs> will find out that they're a weirdo in those first three questions. And then you're at a great big event with people. Oh, I'm sorry. My friend wants me and you're gone. Right. So like it takes away all the fear because do not go to one of these events and not branch out and reach out to these other people. I've been to John's events, Nicole's events. They've come. Well, Nicole's come to mind. John hasn't. (laughs) Uh, uh, But I've been to big events all over the country and I have seen so many people form relationships, businesses, alliances because they went to these things. Please, if you go to one, understand that the people you meet are worth the price of admission, the speakers, the exhibitions, all that's gravy that makes the meeting easier to do. And maybe you're not an introvert. Maybe you just haven't found your people. Yeah, we, people, we got people that come here from San Diego. We've got people from both extreme coasts that meet each other and have literally got married. They, we have people that come here all the time 
that meet each other that live 15 minutes apart, have lived in the same town for 10 years and never met each other until they came here. Well, tell me, haven't you guys seen this? They got a guy that's totally an introvert, you could tell, or a gal, whatever, and they have a thing that's their thing. Yeah. And they don't think anybody cares about it. And you talk to them about it and they start talking about it and they come out. Yeah, and they like realize that you're listening to them and they're passionate about this thing. So they talk about them. And next thing you know, there's like five or six people standing around them and it's a mini presentation and they're totally comfortable because yep. they're talking about their thing. And they find yeah. out that other people actually think their thing is cool. They're usually geniuses with something and they're yep. usually of benefit to a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. And, and then next you know, they're, they're actually presenting from the stage and, you know, that's what I'm saying. They usually ask, they like, hey, you know what? Next year, why don't you come here and speak? Like, oh. Like people are just hanging on every word you're saying. I don't yeah. know what I'd say. I don't know what I'd say. You've been saying it for the last thirty minutes. Yeah. Yep. I'll record you. I'll send it to you, and just come back and just, say it on the stage. Don't over prepare. Just do that. Just do that. You just did. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, but definitely, right. guys, get get this self reliance festival if you can, um, and uh, do meet other people. Don't just go for the show. Go for the company as well. Go meet people. Awesome, guys. Down. Are they gonna bail you out or just run you around? They said you should have a house the American way. A dollar down, a dollar.